0: Welcome to the show. This is the Golden Age of Grappling podcast episode 247.
1: I'm DP and I'm Tony G. DP this week for the people. We went back to March 20th 1993 for some superstars fun. It's a request from our friend Nick Opaluski. And we wanted to see some 1993 WrestleMania 9 go-home superstars.
0: (laughs) Which is crazy because it's like, I think it's actually one week off of the
1: go-home. Yeah,
0: it is. But there's tons of build towards this world's Mm -hmm. largest toga party, WrestleMania 9. Uh, we'll talk all about it but the reason we're discussing this is because it is a listener request and we are a wrestling review podcast each week tony and i get together and discuss an event that we agreed to watch the previous week it's kind of like a book club but for wrestling nerds if you want to check us out online you can get all the information that you possibly could want on one website www.goldenagepodcast.com and Absolutely. if you want to send us an email you can also do so at goldenagegrappling at com. apologies for the the pause there tony <laughs> i'd forgotten <laughs>
1: I was like, Are you just done? Come on. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Reach out. Let us know what you want to hear. If there's a show you'd like us to watch, we'd be happy to do that for you. So definitely. Like, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to reach out.
0: Absolutely. But before we can dive back to the world of 1993 and the, the mega maniacs and all of that, it's time to talk about a little bit of the world in the world of 2020, in the world of wrestling specifically, because the wrestling world stops seemingly for no one. So let's dig in to the Sid Vicious Dishes.
2: See, I was that forward with this look on my face. It was something that was given to me because of people like you. Uh-huh. The My like persistent. it's not something I was born with, it's something I was acquired because people like you, <laughs> <laughs> because you are feared of me. And you will tell me the magic words. Sin,
0: vicious, vicious. Well, the st- skeptics and all the people have a little bit of- let me do this
2: again. Oh, no, it's live, Hal. sorry.
0: All right, Tony. We are live. What do we got this week?
1: Well, DP, we are coming off the heels of AEW's full gear. Yeah, they're. I don't know what to say. I was gonna say their monthly paper, but it's they, they haven't really settled into. I feel like a schedule of what their yeah. pay per view. is. Do they do four? Is it five? I'm not exactly sure how many they've been doing so far. But now that yeah, now that you mention, I don't know the exact I would, number. I would imagine the events of this year also probably. Yes. stymied any like additions to that so yeah, um, but they, yeah they seemingly just gear. are redoing
0: whatever they did last year basically
1: right yeah so full gear took place over the weekend um kind of you know maybe one of their last big shows big builds before we're gonna start actually moving towards you know uh revolution i think it is, is oh that the-
0: yeah you're right i think you are yeah i forgot oh. about revolution i was thinking about i was like man it's already gonna be a long time till double or nothing but No, (laughs) Well,
1: I mean, Double or Nothing as well, though. I mean, you could probably imagine, as well as... I'll give these guys credit, as well as they build and develop storylines, things for Double or Nothing are probably going to begin to build.
0: It would make sense, for sure. Yeah, but full
1: gear first. got to get there. Uh, Full disclaimer, I have not watched the show. Yes. (laughs) I have read results and seen many of the clips, so I will... uh, Give full disclaimer there. I haven't actually watched the show.
0: My original plan was to, you know, do the clips thing. Maybe see if I could find some <laughs> stuff on some Daily Motion sort of a thing. Yeah. And we did well apparently at work last month, and so I ended up getting a bonus. And so I was like, well, I've got some extra money. And then in the the heat of a moment, I was a, it was a very quick impulse purchase for me. And, right. and then I found myself watching the entirety of the show. So.
1: <laughs> right. That's how so, I yeah, ended up I, on this. So yeah, absolutely. But anyway, we will discuss because yeah. you know we but we watch the weekly TV. We can now, t- th- talk about the fallout.
0: One of the things that wasn't on the, uh, the pay portion of the show, but did make it into the, uh, the buy-in. It was just a half hour buy-in was the NWA women's championship match between Serena Deeb and Allison Kay. Dude, I'll tell you what, Serena Deeb is impressive as hell to me in the little bit that I've seen of her so far here in this year.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, she's not exactly a rookie. So, no. I mean, yeah, she's a all time. And then I'm a huge Allison Kay fan. Um, did she wear her uh, Sherry Martell outfit on full gear?
0: Sherry Martell outfit? No, she she's, didn't. Oh, okay. She,
1: she, had, she had done like a thing where she did like the Shawn Michaels manager of uh, Sherry Martell Shawn Michaels Sean Oh, Okay. Thought Maybe she's going to wear it at full gear. But yeah, no, that's, that's great to see. As soon as I saw that match announced, I was like, man, she literally just announced that she was leaving NWA. And then AEW is like, Hey, won an NWA women's title match? It's yeah. like, she literally just posted on social media oh. that she was leaving the NWA. So
0: yeah, I did uh, like you know the announcers mentioned that they're they're they were like you know this adds some intrigue because what happens if she wins it? And I was like uh, yeah, I guess that is true, but at the same time, right. yeah, it also in the real world it it takes away all the intrigue because we just know she's not going to win that match.
1: And she's someone that I'll be really interested to see what happens. I would imagine that most doors are probably open to her. And it's probably more a matter of what she's willing to put up with and what she kind of wants for herself. So, yeah, uh, interesting free agent there. I'd be interested to see what happens with her.
0: Yeah, I thought Serena Deeb did well. She got you know shes retained with a submission, so she won the match. Um, and then, in a surprise, right afterwards, out came the uh, the previous NWA Women's Title winner holder and uh, kind of challenged Serena Deeb. So that looks like that feud's going to be continuing.
1: Hmm. So yes, the Thunder Rosa. Yeah. And you know intrigue continues you know what what is her future yeah I have no idea and I don't think a lot of people know
0: right now but no. we go to the AEW world title eliminator tournament final that was the start of the show they they started things off with Kenny Omega versus hangman Adam page and I was like oh I mean this is the match that a lot of people are buying the show for guys but okay <laughs> I guess you got uh, exactly. our money now
1: I mean what uh, do you think that was a good idea after seeing like the entirety of the show, like, did this thing steal the show and then everything I was think, chasing it, or did you feel like it would, you know... No, I thought the,
0: that this was a great opener. It got people really into the, ma- the show, and, like, surprisingly, mm-hmm. like, the first three matches on this show are all fucking just really good matches. Like, go okay. out of your way to check out. Uh, the, apparently, the worst thing that I had heard was that the original plan was to start with Jericho's match versus MJF, and after seeing hmm. what they did with that, I think that you're better off starting it with this. Uh um, ah, okay. So yeah, in in hindsight I think it was it was a good call.
1: Okay, all right.
0: But yeah, uh Kenny Omega gets the win here over Hangman Adam Page and just a knockdown drag out like brawl like just a great match, like a very good mm-hmm. long, you know, beat em up match and uh it was it was fantastic. And it, and it was with the One winged angels, So they've continued to also successfully build Kenny's finisher as a, you know, world-ender sort of a thing.
1: Uh what was Page's reaction after the match
0: Paige's reaction after the match um pretty down i think is generally the the thing that i thought was more interesting though was kenny's kind of reaction where he just kind of Mm. won and was kind of you know i won that's what i expected and he's on to his own next thing and he's you know out of the door sort of a thing it wasn't like a big you know dramatic thing if i remember correctly
1: did he have the cleaner girls with him? Yes.
0: Yeah, he had the cleaner nice. girls and also this time instead of just listing his uh <laughs> things, uh, he had the announcer also mention that those are things that are better or more than Adam Page's uh you know, various <laughs> things on his resume.
1: Right. Well, yeah, he doesn't have much of a resume really, at least not compared to Kenny Omega. So, and also interestingly enough in that match, <laughs> we had Don Callis. Yes. On commentary.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. He it, it was fun having him there. It was, it was one of those things I had forgotten how much I enjoyed wh- listening to him just talk about Kenny Omega and like how much that adds to having that character when he's a heel. Like when he's a mm-hmm. babyface, I don't think it adds as much, but when you have the heel Kenny Omega and you've got yeah. this guy who's just over <laughs> the top completely for the guy, like it's so much right. fun.
1: Well, and did you see the Shivani um, to Omega? On dynamite in like kenny's home and on on the table next to kenny where he's sitting there was like this fake picture but it was like a deep fake kind of a thing of don Callis with his like perfect body and like (laughs) and it was with uh kenny's uh kenny's dad or whatever because i can't remember that family connection is but it was like a photo of the two of them in the on the side of the picture there like very over the top kind of dramatic looking so
0: that's amazing that's good stuff um
1: yeah, what but th- that all, but but that brings up a question that I have Is this just you know Don Callis's Kenny's guy or is there some impact partnership down? The I don't
0: line? know, man. Like I really don't know about that because I I think it, there's probably as far as like why he would do this, yeah, probably is that. But I'm sure in his mind and the way the way that the wrestling world works, you know, that's got to be something that's on all of their heads. Is you know, could this be a thing that leads to a future? sort of thing.
1: Well, because I think that's something I haven't really seen a lot of people talk about, but it's like you have to take into consideration that AEW is at this point a legitimate th- you know, threat to some degree. It's competition to Vince. For the first time mm. since 2001, there's competition to Vince. And I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm just saying if you're Ring of Honor, if you're MLW, if you're Impact, and you all could just partner up yeah. and create you know, a giant roster, a huge, you know, company and like really push full steam ahead (laughs) and, you know, have multiple shows on TV a week and things like that. And yeah, I mean, I don't know if that will happen. That's that's, you know, that's crazy talk. But I'm just saying, like, it's not the 1980s. I know everybody always thinks like, oh, they tried that and it failed. And Jerry Lawler didn't show up to defend the, you know, like all that kind of BS Mm -hmm. happened back then. I think in I like to at least give credit to the people running wrestling companies today that something like that might be more feasible because there wouldn't be like the backstabbing and the, con- you know, the, the worries about being cut out and yeah. we have to shoot on their champion to get a, <laughs> them to drop the t- Like, I kind of like to hope that that kind of stuff wouldn't get in the way of some, you know, potentially really challenging Vince in the WWE. So
0: that's true. I, that is uh, interesting thoughts for sure. I I don't know if that's where we're headed, but that would be, no, that would be interesting to watch. Right. Um yeah no I'm it's one of those things where it's clear that you know Kenny versus John Moxley's the direction that they would want to go here mm-hmm. um and it, it makes sense but I am curious where the Hangman character goes after hearing what you described with the, the this week's dynamite episode during our current mm-hmm. wrestling segment that this, you know obviously they're still leaning into that fact that he could just turn downward and uh, yeah. go back down if he wanted to
1: Exactly um and cuz if I re- remind me if I'm right Kenny lost to Moxley before Moxley went to win the belt, right? Like, didn't Moxley and Omega have the number one yeah, contenders they, match? Well,
0: they fought at full gear with that, like, uh that fucking no holds barred match. Yeah. And that was, you know, they even mentioned it during the main event of tonight's show. But yeah. So yeah, okay. John Moxley does have the win over him. So.
1: Mm hmm. So interesting. All right.
0: So then we have Orange Cassidy versus John Silver is the second match on the card. And this was one that I was just like, I wasn't excited about from you know really going into like I like both these guys but I wasn't thinking that like this needs to be on a pay-per-view
1: I was surprised I think it just tells you this the appeal of orange because I saw this I figured oh that'll be the pre-show
0: like I figured this would be
1: on the pre-show but they don't want to highlight women's wrestling so it wasn't
0: Well, I don't know if that's the the reason why. Um, but no, I
1: know I'm just joking.
0: No, they've been really high on John Silver as of late. It seems like like he's every time that they've given him a chance to put any sort of shine on him, he's knocked it out of the park. And I think that this is them kind of rewarding that and uh, continuing with his character because you know he's just he, technically his name is Four. He's a number right. in the group of the Dark Order, but True. he's made himself such an interesting person. And then having them with the history, because the, the announcers do a great job of explaining the history between Orange Cassidy and John Silver and how you know they've had a long past of wrestling oh, yeah. each other. And it yeah, showed because they was, worked so well
1: together. Yeah, I was going to mention that was something that I, I noticed a lot this week where beyond wrestling, specifically in other companies were like releasing. Hey, here's the full match of when the, <laughs> he these two fought in our company three years ago or something, you know, so nice. Yeah. They, Quite a pass between them there. So yeah, good for Orange. Um, based on Dynamite 2, I kind of feel like this may be turning to a best friends versus Miro and Kip thing. I don't know if this dark word mm-hmm. stuff's gonna continue, but we shall see. Also, where's Brody Lee? Are we just doing the like he lost? We just want to kind of keep him off TV for a little while, yeah, and then we know. let it. I just thought about that. Like he hasn't been around for a while. So.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong there. Um yeah, and I, I haven't watched him being the elite to know if he's even been on there because that's he's been mm. a big mainstay of that since he's, you know, showed up. Um right. but yeah, so that was the second match on the card. So we had the first two matches on the official card being like Ugh. just knocked down great matches, and then we go to Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allin in the AEW TNT championship match.
1: I was shocked. I I this is been... <laughs> This is such an interesting angle throughout the history of this company between these two. Like, Mm -hmm. if you really go back to the beginning of Dine, like, Darby was one of the first people Cody gave, you know, that they can't kind of get that opportunity to on a bigger stage and the main, you know, and then they went away from it and then they were a tag team and then they went away from it. Like, so it's been pretty well done from that standpoint. But it just, it feels weird to keep stopping and starting it. So, like, as happy as I was for this, it just didn't feel like, just didn't feel like the build was great you know because cody has so many Mm -hmm. things going on he's doing the weekly like literally the promo on dynamite this week i felt like i was like damn i wish they'd been working that a little bit more over the course (laughs) of weeks because it was good with cody doing the whole oh you claim that tnt doesn't want you to be the face of the company and you Mm -hmm. cry that that you know and it was like good shit you know it was very heelish again because cody can't figure out what the hell he wants to be but uh (laughs)
0: That's what I was, was going to say.
1: It was good stuff. I just wish I'd gotten more than like a week of it, you know?
0: No, you're not wrong there. It was one of those things that when they, you know, announced that this was going to be the match, it's like, well, I kind of expected that match to be coming eventually, but it just seems weird that you just like, boom, now it's it's happening right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, they put on, you know, you would have expected them to have a good match. They had a great match. They worked really well together again, like they have every time. Um, but yeah, well, you were talking about the heelish side of, of, of Cody. And he came out with you know the Nightmare Family, and the announcers even like made a point to point out like this the Nightmare entire- Family is growing. Yeah, all of them, all of them made their way out there, and uh, uh, even
1: QT. Oh, Q-T not QT was standing next to the oh, ring at no. the beginning.
0: I think the, I think they were gone by the time the match started because I didn't see them by the time that the match was like oh, ending. But okay. right, uh, yeah, they, he brought them all out there, and the announcers made sure to mention it. So I just wanted to make sure to mention that because obviously the company is some. The, We've been so lost on this Cody storyline. It's seemingly left and right and left and right and left and right. right. And so at least here, there's a concerted effort to whatever direction they're going. Um, yeah. But
1: yeah, yeah and then afterwards
0: wait. we had, you know, Taz, Team Taz kind of just attack everybody. And uh, so that seems to be that storyline's continuing. I don't know if that is specific to Darby and it's going to bring back to John Moxley, or if Cody Rhodes is going to, sub- to take over the place that John Moxley was holding in that trio of Will Hobbs, Darby Allin, and the other?
1: Oh, yeah, Will Hobbs. What happened to that guy? Because
0: Will Hobbs came out and saved him afterwards. Oh, okay, good. From Team Taz. <laughs> yeah,
1: because he,
0: he, oh, okay, Team Taz attacks him, they take Darby over to the car, and they're going to break his arm in the door, and, uh, mm. and just as they're about to do that, Will Hobbs comes running up with a chair
1: and you know, runs him off. I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, I guess we'll see. I imagine. Yeah, I don't know. We'll I would see. think that
0: this is going to lead back to the John Moxley side now that I think about it because Cody Rhodes doesn't. He's not helping Darby Allen here. I mean, I think he's being beaten up as well and chased off, mm-hmm. but he wasn't there to help him at the end. Will Hobbs had to make the save. So.
1: Gotcha. So, yeah, I don't know. Darby wins the belt. means we get to have another Cody angle where he talks about how he has to regroup and... <laughs> rethink things and come back stronger and you know one of those so that'll be fun um and also you mentioned it you said it out loud there we didn't really talk about it though but cody rhodes yes yep was the loser of the match
0: yeah Um, they they officially had that announcement at the beginning of the show and uh ah. the crowd you know kind of popped for it and it's it's another one of those weird things though cuz the timing's bad because you're going into a match where you're supposed to be the heel you're supposed to be this and then all of a sudden yeah. there's like this big real life reason for everyone to be on your side again yeah
1: i i he yeah he, i just can't with him it's it's frustrating um
0: <laughs> but i did enjoy Jim Ross after uh after Justin Roberts announced it he goes hey that's the first time we've heard that on this show except for when i've made mistakes
1: <laughs> right which is true it's very true Ugh. um yeah so good for Darby Allen we then had Another ch- title match with Hikaru Shida defending her championship against Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. It's the sole women's match on this pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, not not yeah, not yeah, including the the deep and, match from before yeah, show.
1: And I just want to bring up, too, because this match has been met with a little bit of criticism, not the match so much as the build to the match, because there was no build to this match. If yeah. you only watch the Dynamite, and this is... Well, and this led to Tony Khan coming out in a post-show kind of press conference thing that he does where he takes Mm. questions talking about how, you know, he watches Dark every week and that, you know, if you watch Dark, then this has been, you know, built. Well, for Nyla's side of things, but. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. For Nyla. Yeah. But
0: the problem is your champion is Sheeta, and she's been invisible halfway for the last like months. And the problem is I don't think they know what to do with her as a character. And I don't know why they don't know what to do with her because she's got a fucking YouTube channel that seemingly a lot of people enjoy whenever they watch it. I mean, right. I, I, I just well, looking at the comments, it's always very positive on the, the her Twitter posts and such. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think that there's a character that would have some audience connection if you would give it any chance to, but they just don't know what to do with her if she's not in title matches.
1: Well, and this is what's the other thing that's frustrating about when you go back to kind of the inception of this company and especially Kenny Omega talking about how they were wanting to highlight Joshi you know, wrestling yeah. and how that was going to be big. And okay, you can't just, your plan can't just be to put the belt on them and then, ah, we'll figure the rest That's out. What, it's like, it's like, how are you going to help them connect with the audience in any way aside from, okay, they're really great wrestlers and we put the title on them. But then after that, y- y- yeah, if you want to bring, they don't seem to have like the next step. If, if you want, you know,
0: if you want to bring Joshi Joshi wrestling, then bring the whole thing and and yes. give us whatever storylines they use in Joshi. Because I imagine there's some sort of way to move from match to match in Joshi wrestling that is more than whatever they've done so far here in right. AEW's women's division.
1: Right. No, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I know COVID, I'm sure, has made some travel stuff difficult, and maybe things would have been different in some ways. But yeah, it's they do a really good job of making these. Women interesting, but then they put the belt on them and it's like, (sighs) Oh, and if you weren't,
0: if you weren't confused enough about the women's title, uh, picture in the world with the women's division here, Nyla Rose turns face at the end of this match. So, excuse me. Yeah, she turned on, she turned on Vicky and slapped her in the face. And, uh, so yeah, she's gonna be a good girl and she does gonna move on to her next feud.
1: That must also be why he had to, they to ask Khan about that because in my watching of wrestling, every week, damn it, and a lot of it, that this would literally be like the first match of any significance that Vicky would have been her manager in in anything <laughs> that I would have seen. And yeah. now they're done.
0: Yep. No. Yeah. Because yeah, she's only really been involved with her on dark. So um, yeah. Then we go to the wow. tag team championship match, which we had talked about last week being a very cold storyline that like. It's this dream match that everyone's talked about for years and years, and then they just kind of fumbled it right as they were getting to well, the, the, the starting they line. Just,
1: they just poured ice water on at every turn in the last, like, month of developing this story where it was like, yeah. like you said, this was easy, and they complicated it for some reason. <laughs> like, And especially after the result that we got here with the Bucks winning these tag titles, it makes all of it that much more confusing to me. Of yeah. Why did you even bother? Because wouldn't it have made more sense... For them to come off this monumental win over these long-time rivals, you know that they couldn't wait to fight. To then maybe take a bit of a dark turn yeah. and kind of get big-headed about things, and to stop, you know, like now that character turn makes a lot more sense than it did in the build-up mm-hmm. fighting FTR. So whatever, I, I don't yeah, know.
0: I didn't understand that. I thought that the match itself, like I'd sent you a text with by the you know by the end of it, I was really into the match. I thought they did a great yeah. job together. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about the match, though, is they did, they did a good job of telling stories in the, in ring, sort of a thing. Like, they do that New Japan okay. thing where people are pulling moves from their histories and combining them here. And so, like, you've got guys hitting the Steiner Brothers finisher, the 3D was hit at one point, uh, and then, like, even calling out Team DIY when, uh, when the revivals tried to do their move, the shatter machine or whatever the fuck their mm-hmm. finisher's called. Yeah, they mm-hmm. tried to do it and it got broken up, but, they were about hmm. to do it, and like, even the announcer was like, Oh, and look at this from the, you know, from Team DIY here. And like, I was like, Oh man, like they're even mentioning that stuff. So I thought that that was cool to see, you know, the one group of coming from one company with all these moves that they've learned from that side, and then yeah. the other group from the other side of the world, you know, kind of bringing that together. But
1: hmm.
0: yeah, I don't know what, why they did what they did going into <laughs> this match. It didn't make Cause, any sense.
1: Yeah, because now I don't know where do things go from here because I've also, it sounds like Matt Jackson might be legit hurt
0: oh okay i could see that being the
1: case so now are we gonna get to like vacate i don't know i mean maybe it won't maybe it's not that serious so we'll (laughs) see what happens but now yeah because where do you go because now ftr's lost so Mm -hmm. it's hard to. they've lost their kind of i do heal you know their heel appeal one
0: of the small things i liked about it though is is wheeler goes for a 450 splash and misses and that's one of the big reasons they lose
1: so ah, okay. well, that's I good. like that, makes that.
0: Sense. because that pushes them further into their, you know, their ethos of, uh, you know, no flips mm-hmm. sort of a thing. And that, you know, also gives them a reason for why they lost. That wasn't just that the Bucks were better. So, yeah. you know, you've got that to kind of continue that storyline.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. That's that's interesting. That's very interesting, actually. Um So, yeah, this yeah. is something that they have a lot of directions, a lot of ways they can go about this and can't wait to see kind of where both these teams end up.
0: Yeah. And so at this point, we're kind of in the final stretch of the show here. And I I was thinking, okay, we've got, you know, Jericho's match and then we got the title match. I'd forgotten completely about where they go right after this, which is the elite deletion match. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> the elite Deletion.
0: Oh man, I'd send you a text. I wasn't really excited that when they announced this, but right. it it was very much an interesting thing. They kind of went back to the basics. There was a little bit more style of the impact style of the Deletions where mm-hmm. you know, they're using fireworks and stuff like that versus the, you know, big production spots right. that that you would see with the WWE's money.
1: Yeah, Um, I believe yeah. The Gangrel and Shane Helms appearance.
0: Yeah. So did you see any clips from this? I'm guessing. Did you get a chance to Mm -hmm. see some of that on Twitter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Gangrel stuff was great. It also was really funny because, you know, I'm pretty sure hasn't Gangrel not been allowed to be called Gangrel since he left the company like way back when? Because that's why he was Vampire Warrior and all these other weird names. I think it's
1: complicated yeah i'm not really sure how it works Cause it was, Cause i think I've, i think i've seen him build his gangrel on indie okay. shows okay
0: because like one announcer says gangrel right at first and then it's very clear that they start using his real name after that so okay <laughs> i didn't know if that was like a mistake thing or if they just knew <laughs> they could get away with one use uh but yeah hurricane helms coming in there and and finishing up his storyline i loved the fact that like they even made a point to like this is where we left off with hurricane helms i guess in the last deletion was that Gangrell had attacked him I, true. I didn't realize that. I didn't know. Yeah. That. And so I just I enjoyed, you know, Matt Hardy being like, it's long term storytelling <laughs> right in the middle of it. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so Matt Hardy gets the win. But at the end, it, he kind of really gets a little bit brutal with Sammy. And it seemed like, you know, the announcers were really putting over how over the top and, and just, you know, you're going too far, Matt. You're This is too much sort of a thing. Mm. And so I don't mm. know if that's sort of where they're going with the character or, you know, because we've not been able to figure out what's similar to. Cody Rhodes, we're not been able to figure out what they're doing with Matt Hardy for a while now, too.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. The lack of a crowd, I think, has really made it hard for them to do what they want to do with Matt. I so.
0: like that they got private party involved, though. That was good to have mm-hmm. him, them there to help out, and that that's continuing, so I'm glad about that. Yeah.
1: No, very, very And good Senior stuff. Benjamin so they-
0: got maybe the biggest pop of the entire thing.
1: People <laughs> <You both laughs> love Senior Benjamin, man. Oh. So yeah,
0: MJF and Chris Jericho... Um this match I I enjoyed right off the bat, you know it's it's kind of that similar thing that they've been doing this entire time. It wasn't like a great match, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed it by the end of it. I liked, you know, MJF kind of using some of Jericho's stuff like he came out with the light-up jacket standing in the old break the walls down pose and nice. that sort of thing and having Wardlow go get the the fucking diamond ring to use as a fucking weapon in the match. I enjoyed that. But yeah, MJF defeats Chris Jericho and technically, I guess, is now in the uh, the inner circle.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's one of those that we're going to have to wait and watch Dynamite to really get an idea about where things are going to go from here. Um, mm-hmm. Also, MJF like has lost to what? Moxley and that's it?
0: So, I think so. Yeah, I think he's not lost like hardly anything at this point.
1: Like I just, just like, man, wins over Cody and Jericho at this point. So it'll be interesting to see where things go. Yeah,
0: and then we go to the AEW World Championship. Speaking of you know good winning records, they showed John Moxley's 2020 record of 20 and 0, which I was like, yeah. Jesus, I'd forgotten. To. He was you know just completely undefeated so far.
1: No, oh, yeah, Welcome strong. They don't mess around with that kind of stuff. They don't do a bunch of the the tag team crap, you know that kind of yeah. stuff where you your champion takes unnecessary losses. So,
0: but this is a match that man, me and you, we've talked about it for the, like the last four weeks. Like this is the one of the hottest things in wrestling from in my opinion going into the show.
1: Absolutely no. This was as well built a, a storyline going into wrestling pay per view that you know seen in a long time, and it was a
0: fucking great match. I loved. Right. The, this was my favorite match then I went in expecting to just love Hangman Page and 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 you know Kenny Omega and find the other matches okay or at least good. Mm-hmm. But man, I came out of it like I loved this main event, and I'm so glad that it was the main event. It was the perfect placing for it. And you know they they went out they went there because it's an i quit match so you've got your you're allowed to use all these extra things so you know they mm-hmm. brought out the fucking thumbtacks and the you know the John Moxley specialties at this point but nice it was awesome and and in Kingston I've not seen him really do these hardcore matches like the way mm-hmm. that he sold it and how he's just like over the top with his like he's just he doesn't care anymore sort of a thing like you know wrapping his arm in barbed wire and and punching the other guy with it and stuff like that it was good dude.
1: Damn! Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm really happy that Eddie Kingston had this opportunity and had this platform and that he, by all accounts, delivered, you know, and was uh, really impressive in this outing. And, um, you know, I had said that it would have been fun to see, you know, maybe them take a turn here and give Kingston a chance and make Moxley chase him down for it. But, you know. I, I don't think by any means this means that they've lost interest in Eddie Kingston. So No, I
0: don't think so either. But, uh, you know, like, because after having the Kenny Omega character where he's at, it does make sense to kind of bring him up into it. But um, the one innovative spot that I thought was just I'd never thought of, and I thought it was great after the thumbtack spot. He then Eddie Kingston goes out of the ring and you're like, what's he doing? He comes back with isopropyl alcohol and then <laughs> dumped it all over john moxley so and all of his cuts that he had gotten from the barbed wire and then the thumbtacks nice. and stuff and moxley's selling it like crazy he dumps the entire thing on it i'm like you know that's one thing to sell it but like mox it's gonna be hard to breathe there for a second on that mat <laughs> like as that shit's all evaporating like that's not gonna be fun
1: no that is that's brutal stuff there that's great though yeah that's that's awesome though man that's why eddie kingston's the man so uh really happy that he had this opportunity and it's uh you know, I, I know it had to be this way, but I, I do wish that maybe, they, you know, I would have loved to have seen him get the win. Yeah,
0: I would, I'm would. i totally down to see a future Eddie Kingston world champion at some point. But, yeah, it would have been would have been neat to see that. But, yeah, that's uh, AEW's full gear. So, again, a show that delivers on just about all of the men's side and can't figure out what they're doing on the women's side. So hopefully they get that figured out soon.
1: I mean, just give them time. And build their storylines yeah. on dynamite. You know, like <laughs> do some stuff with you know uh dark, that's fine. But yeah. come on, that's it's just not fair to you know to not give the women's championship time to develop on your weekly, you know, your weekly television show. So but yeah. otherwise oh. you know, it seems like it was all around good show.
0: And I almost mentioned I forgot to mention it, but you had mentioned on the dynamite that Hangman Page had come out and saved the Bucks after the Bucks win. Uh here comes Kenny Omega their best buddies right away, and uh, you know they're raising each other's hands and sort of that sort of thing, and they all left as a group. So that is the continuation there of that side of things.
1: Mm, okay, so, so who the knows? plot thickens. Yes,
0: that is the current world of wrestling uh, with AEW's full gear, and of course, we talked more about the current world in the post show. If you want to check that out, but now it is time to get down to why we're here. It's time for the time travel portion of our show, as we must head back to March of nineteen ninety-three. And Tony, I got four things to get you there.
2: Maybe. Four. Four. four the
0: The Four Things Time Capsule. The Four Things are. Number one. In the world of, I guess, I'm just going to put two things here in number one because they're both celebrity related and I thought they were kind of interesting. The very first ESPY Awards took place on March 4th. With Michael Jordan and Monica Seles, Sellis, Seles,
1: Seles, Sellis,
0: Monica Seles, the tennis star, uh, winning yes. those the big awards there for that year.
1: Oh, they were the two big winners. Yes. Yep. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were saying they were the host. Oh no no <laughs> no like, no. I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, Michael well, I mean, Jordan, makes 1993.
0: Sense. I don't know if he would be doing hosting duties, but
1: no, that's interesting because also wouldn't what were the Jordan years? Would 93 was that it before he went and played baseball for two years then? Um, I don't know when all that, that time's out. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, <laughs> wouldn't would, would have been long after that, though, that he'd be going to the world of baseball.
0: So then we go to March 7th, where different strokes actor Todd Bridges was arrested for stabbing a tenant in the house that he was landowning or landlording.
1: Boy, I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> former child television stars used to have a real bad rap, <laughs> yeah you know it seems like you don't hear at least if they're out there being awful you don't hear about it as much but Mm -hmm. those stars of like the 70s and 80s it was just uh, there was a lot of these kinds of stories unfortunately about a lot of those people so
0: yeah i just i totally remember that be like not at the time but i remember later on hearing about that and being like holy shit like that happened like good luck good lord yeah Number two, on March 13th, the blizzard of 93 hit the northeast of USA. It was known as the storm of the century, unique for its intensity, massive size, and wide-reaching effects. At one point, it stretched all the way from Canada to Honduras over the globe.
1: Good God. Yeah. I, I'm sure I was affected by it, but I would have been like seven. So. so I've
0: still got pictures. Like I remember we've got pictures of us like playing in the snow that we got during that. I remember okay. playing out front afterwards because it was crazy deep, but... Right. Union County, Georgia, saw 35 inches of snow or 89 centimeters. Uh, The cold air mixing with the usually warm air of Louisiana and Alabama saw the creation of a ton of tornadoes killing dozens of people. And Florida even saw four inches of snow. The largest amounts of snow that were found in North Carolina were 56 inches were reported to cause 14 foot snow drifts uh, as they fell there. My God.
1: It's terrible. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I definitely don't have much, you know, memory of any of that or, you know, the severity of it all. So I'm sure I just sledded like a moron and (laughs) drank cocoa
0: through snowballs. Yeah. Number three, taking a look at the films releasing in American movie theaters in the lead up to tonight's event. We start off on March 5th when Amos and Andrew released. I've not seen it. Eh. It made nine million dollars. Best of the best two released, making six million dollars. And Mad Dog and Glory made $10 million. Good God. Like, I don't know any of these movies.
1: N- what is that? That's all crap.
0: <laughs> are those like, do you like, do those like bring any like visuals to your like, mind? Amos
1: and Andrew, I've heard of. But okay. I don't even know what the other ones are.
0: March 12th, a movie that I do remember and I've seen, CB4 released, making $17 million. Okay.
1: But still, not exactly like a box office breaker no. by any means. No, that's, not at you no. Know, good, good Chris Rock there.
0: Uh, Fire in the Sky released that same weekend. It made 19 million. And A Far Off Place made 12 million, releasing that same weekend. More movies I do not remember whatsoever.
1: Yeah, because A Far Off Place, that's not even. At first, I was like, oh, is that that Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman movie where he comes from Ireland? But I think that's Far and Away or something. Oh, like that, okay.
0: So. <laughs> so, <laughs> the week right before th- this show, we had two releases uh, Point of No Return released, making $30 million.
1: Okay. I think that's, is that Bridget Fonda in like an action so. movie or something? I think, I think you're right.
0: Cause I think I've seen the okay. poster for that. The movie that yeah. would, would definitely be the one that we're most likely to know about because of the age that we were at 1993, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 released, making $42 million.
1: You say that though, but it's like that movie falls into this weird like <laughs> no vortex of, of children of that generation's brain where it's always like <laughs> at some point in your teen years, you're like, Oh yeah, there was a third Ninja Turtles movie. Like, and I know some people out there remember it fondly. Like, yeah. if, you know, if it hits you at the right time and you liked the time travel mm-hmm. and the samurai suits and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's 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 odd how people like, oh, the first one, yeah, blah, 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 and then, oh man, the second one, the secret of the, ooh, and they mm-hmm. got all these, and then you like, you'll just ask some people about the third one, and their faces just go blank, and then they're like,
0: I'm curious how oh. much time there was between all the three of those movie releases. I don't feel like much because I don't think there was a lot of time, but because I feel like that happens to a lot of children's trilogies where, Mm -hmm. you know, your your first one comes out and you're you're right in the age group. The second one, you're kind of a little bit older, but you still like it. And by the third one, you might not even get a chance to see it. Like, I just watched Toy Story three two months ago (laughs) right? for the first (laughs) time. And I saw Toy Story one and two in theaters and watched them over and over and over again as a
1: child. And just
0: three never hit me because I was beyond that age. I didn't have a kid to take to it.
1: It's true. No, you're right. And that you're it's it's funny how quickly your like fan base mm-hmm. can age out of something even by a two or three year stretch. Oh, yeah. And you know, the kids now that were that age aren't as familiar with what you're trying to kind of sell here. So now, it's, yeah. you know, it's uh, just it, it's weird how fondly you remember the first two are and how everyone in the world seems like they've seen them and you'll bring up this third one sometimes, they'll be like, samurais and yeah. time travel?" It's like, "Yeah, it was there."
0: Number four, taking a look at the world of popular music in the Bastion of America, the Billboard Hot 100 charts, we find a song that we've played on here before at number one. And we've actually Ah. played it twice because we've even played Jim Carrey's parody of it from In Living Ah, Color uh, *Informer* by Snow. Um, So instead, let's look to the number two song of the week on tonight's show is a blast from the past, a song that I'm sure you actually do remember. It was Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, nothing but a G thing.
2: Hey, Snoop! the folks. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me a microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Lone Beach together now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G-Bang, baby. Too low death make us so we crazy. Death Row is the label
1: that pays man. Unfatable, so please don't try to fake it. There you go. <laughs> How sad and telling of this country is it that informer by snow is the number one (laughs) song in the country and number two is arguably one of the greatest like (laughs) rap tracks of all time by two of the most important artists of all time yeah but snow is number one i'll just leave it at that it's not all that surprising
0: no you're not wrong there you're not wrong there oh goodness oh man that was one of those that i never really knew the name to that song though because once i like i was like nothing but a th, i was like what's that one and then as soon as that i was like oh right. well, i fucking know this song <laughs> right right,
1: oh. right. yeah well not yeah exactly so
0: that brings us now to a show that we are reviewing because of a listener request uh it is march 20th superstars from the wwf of 1993 and uh tony i don't have a lot of information before we get into it but i guess we just let people know we're two weeks or Oh now after this show ends one more show away from WrestleMania 9.
1: Yeah, and boy the sell. You got to give all these people credit for doing their jobs because they're selling a hair covered like burnt turd of a WrestleMania <laughs> here. And uh they're doing their best. I mean Jesus, when you're trying to tell me how excited i need to be about kamala versus bam bam bigelow it says a lot about yeah what you're presenting at your wrestlemania this year a match but, by that by the way, way ends right. up getting cut for time so
0: does it seriously yeah, it, doesn't it doesn't even happen like honestly that was the one that i was like i'm most interested in seeing that match <laughs> right.
1: no Ugh. sorry no you, you don't get to see that match good grief
0: uh, so, yeah, this one opens with a video for the Mega Ugh. Maniacs as the barber well, has joined Hulk Hogan and they have turned Jimmy Hart good uh, because, you know, <laughs> we pulled him aside one day and said, hey, you shouldn't do those things.
1: Yeah, daddy, I'm taking my vitamins now, daddy. <laughs> um, Yeah, shameless Hogan, just like be in awe of this man kind of video. You yeah. know, it, with some, oh yeah, and beefcake, but it's like, look at Hogan. Not as bad <laughs> as the one later where he's like, in oh, a silhouette yeah
0: reason. yeah
1: um but yeah beefcake also has his uh halloween mask some of you out there might if you aren't familiar with what's going on at this time why this is happening brutus beefcake literally like almost died almost lost like his entire face in a parasailing accident oh okay where a woman just double kneed him in the fa- in the face like flying in, style like, like coming in, Sasha and Banks. I mean, he was like his like face basically caved in, like oh he my was goodness. like ch- drowning in his own blood, and oh, had okay. to like you know it's it's very you know you can look up and read his accounts of it and stuff like that. But so he so he was legitimately like probably never going to wrestle again. Maybe you know they had to reconstruct his face. They had to you know go through wow. all this stuff. So um, so it's an absolute shoot. <laughs> now the mask the mask as far as its effectiveness or. Yeah actually preventing anything is of question of course but he did he did legitimately almost lose his life though and was out of the company for i think the better part of two years
0: my favorite thing about this is that you know the 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 angle that they went with is that the million dollar man used his briefcase or irs's briefcase whoever officially owns that thing um and just smacked him in the face with it and that broke his face and then he now has this this guard to make sure he's okay with it and like at one point even like they had a whole thing where like as he was wearing, I'm guessing this is whatever promo they introduced the mask. But as he mm-hmm. was wearing the mask, where Hogan demonstrates it, see it doesn't hurt and hits him with a fucking briefcase. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, uh, but yeah, yeah, this thing it looks is...
0: much more Bible Man than it does Barber. I think it is
1: ah, that's a good... not a great look. It's a good call. I almost bought the entire. They had like the first season of that at Discreet Play. Um, but. The other thing about this is they basically make a a vignette style of video surrounding a single appearance. So it's just funny how they reuse this footage and like cut this video to make it seem like it's all these appearances and it's all it's like no, that was one episode of Raw, one segment of Raw. And <laughs> they like chopped it up into like oh. a music video to try to make it look like he's you know, it's like it's been, been there every week or a something. A long
0: monthly feud that they've been going with right oh so yeah vince mcmahon welcomes us to the show uh with the entrance of the world tag champs as we're going to go right into the match but he's also going to be joined by macho man randy savage and jerry the king lawler
1: yeah a good three-man booth here i uh watched through these episodes of superstars while i was playing video games like yeah you know with it on in the background and yeah i i like this trio it doesn't last long because there's some moving and some shaking of course in the near future but yeah (laughs) solid solid crew
0: yeah, it's match number one. It's tag team match. Money Incorporated. I believe you're world champs there. Ted DiBiase and IRS. And they're going to be battling
1: Alan Reed and Robert Thompson. Yeah, the deadly duo of Alan Reed and Robert Thompson. Um, yeah, it's uh, weekly TV job oh, yeah. matches.
0: And that's all we're going to get tonight. Job matches yeah. all the way through.
1: Yeah, they're not taking any chances heading into Mania. They're not giving you anything. No. No. So no nope, uh, king's insulted when he wasn't introduced before savage it takes exception <laughs> to that
0: yeah yeah he calls himself like chopped liver or whatever yeah. uh, And then
1: macho says that's right you are chopped liver so
0: <laughs> and then we get vince mcmahon's view on taxes and politics
2: god for you people to pay your fair share of taxes now wait a minute People are definitely paying their fair share. Some would say a little bit more no, than their no, fair no, share. That's not true. We're going to ask you to contribute, I not see. pay. Contribute. A We're more. all making sacrifices, uh, King. Oh. We all are. We're giving until it hurts. Well, you know we they are. say your face is your fortune. You'll never have to pay any taxes. Would
1: you please be nice? It's <laughs> uh, pretty good stuff. No, yeah, no, Vince, you're right. The fans probably do pay their fair share. You, on the other (laughs) hand, hmm, that's probably debatable. Yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, I just love that, like, it's the
0: bad guy that's talking about how taxes are contributions and we're all working together. Yeah, it's terrible, (laughs) terrible things. (laughs) Um, So IRS gets in there with Alan or Robert, not sure who, uh, hits a suplex, some repeated elbow drops, and then tags in the Million Dollar Man. We get double-team clothesline. As Vince says, the Mega Maniacs are the greatest tag team combination to ever
1: be seen. They... Haven't had a match not, yet.
0: I can't believe he said that, though. Sitting next to Macho Man, who is part of the Mega Powers, though.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No, everyone knows the Mega Maniacs are far superior to the Mega Powers. That's that's science. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, Reed tags in. Ted also makes a tag. We double-team Reed. Uh, power slams from DiBiase. And then a hot tag. Well, not a hot tag. A tag to IRS. Butterfly suplex. DiBiase back in locks on the million dollar dream for the submission victory. Your winners, the WWF tag team champions, money incorporated, Ted DiBiase and IRS. Yes.
0: And while this is happening, while the end of the match is happening, the announcers can't even be brought to say that, oh, it's the million dollar dream. Nothing. They're instead talking about how Jimmy Hart is going to have to oil up Hulk Hogan's rusty body.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm here to tell you what's going to happen. You're going to see Hulk Hogan hobble into the ring. You know he's been off for, what, a year? Right? He'll be so rusty. Jimmy Hart, he will have to throw away the megaphone and carry an oil can in there to try to lubricate those rusty old joints of Hulk Hogan. rusty, he's <laughs> and he's hungry, he's the
0: So you, you hear the match ending in the background, by the way. It's like,
1: and the thing is, is like, this is this isn't done live. You know what I mean? Like they did this in a studio and they still didn't bother to like, not just talk nonsense (laughs) over the end of this match involving the opponents of Hogan and beefcake. Like, they don't, they don't really do much to put those guys over at all. You know,
0: Yeah, but Hogan's going to be rusty. So we are going to have to watch Jimmy Hart oil him up.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Go to break. We come back and Vince McMahon tells us that hacksaw Jim Duggan. Thanks to all the fans. Is going to be coming back to the WWF. I got to tell you, I'm glad that I have gone back and watched, <laughs> had watched these superstars because yeah. this is one of the more disgusting angles possibly in the uh, the days of professional wrestling. So Yoko Zuna is on like a reign of terror, like he's yeah. you know just squashing people left and right. You know Duggan's really one of the only people that's kind of put up a fight and you know is standing up for the USA, whatever. Well, Yoko squashed him. You know, crushes him, multiple bonsai drops, and Duggan's hurt. And they do these pretty good videos where they go into the home of Duggan mm-hmm. and he talks about, you know, how he's going to have to retire from wrestling because he's just, you know, the injuries are too much to overcome. Um, they interview his wife. His wife, like, <laughs> you know, his wife even like tells the fans, like, you know, to not encourage her husband to like come back <laughs> to wrestling because he's, you know, his own worst enemy kind of a thing. Uh-huh. And like, before this announcement, like Duggan basically just gets a promo where he's like, I don't care what my wife says. I don't care <laughs> what the doctors say. I don't you know I'm uh, coming back because that's what you fans want. I just My goodness. Like, like uh, he doesn't care what his wife his wife like pleads with the fans to not encourage her husband and then he's like Ah don't worry about her.
0: <laughs> I do like that's that's awesome, but I do like this uh, the shot of the announcers where it's clearly on a green screen and they're pretending to be mm-hmm. in the arena with Macho Man, even like looking around while he's not being you know he's not speaking. Right. Oh. He's a
1: pro. He's a true pro. Yeah. King tells us that HBK is going to be here tonight and that he will be retaining his title at WrestleMania. He's the current Intercontinental Champion. So. Mm-hmm. And but,
0: also that Lex Luger is going to be a part of a special interview. We're told.
1: Which means it won't be special at all if it involves Lex Luger. Um. We go to match number two. It's Kamala, along with his manager Reverend Slick, taking on Jim Gorman. Yes, one of the less impressive jobbers I think I've ever (laughs) seen.
0: Yeah, he's not great. Uh, The fans are chanting, "You are a man. You are a man." Like, what is happening here?
1: (laughs) uh, I was gonna say, yeah, this is an this is an interesting conversation, and I was gonna uh, get your opinion on this. So. The angle with Kamala is that he was saved by Reverend Slick from the evil kimchi and Harvey Whippleman. Okay. And who were treating him like a savage beast Mm -hmm. and they weren't, you know, treating him like a man. And so Slick has taken it upon himself to, you know, bring Kamala out of, you know, the darkness and to, you know, recognize that he's a, a man and that he's, you know, yeah. Not an animal, like so. That's the whole thing. So that is, and that also gets chance from the the fans saying, you know, you are a man, you are a man. (laughs) Like, it's this really, just only in wrestling, kind of a situation where on one hand it's like kind of nice, yeah, but it's also at the same time like wildly offensive (laughs) to some degree.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, and that's on top of without even like thinking about the whole like the fact that at least a lot seemingly now uh, now no, forget about it. Never mind. Uh, so, yeah, so slick is in his full reverend slick mode here and we get an insert promo. And so I thought we could play some of that for you because it also cracks me up how quickly he gives up on actually asking him to say he's a man.
2: You know, my friends, not only have I helped Kamala, the Ugandan giant, turn his life around, but I've also helped him to gain some self-esteem. Let him tell you in his own words. Kamala, Kamala, I want you to repeat after me now. Come on. I am a man. I am. Come on, you can say it. I am a man. Hey, try come on try yeah that's it that's it. he's a man
0: yeah so he got ma and that was enough to make slick happy
1: i like slicks first time he says i'm am a man like just, <laughs> those words one after another is funny oh, uh, so yeah it's uh it's not great there's <laughs> like it's, no sorry just
0: want to point out just before, right at the beginning of the match here uh this is never mind go ahead
1: what oh okay Um, We also hear about how a match has been added to the WrestleMania card featuring Kamala taking on Bam Bam Bigelow. As I mentioned earlier, that match will not happen. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. The match starts with Gorman attacking Kamala.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't get very far. Kamala just destroys Gorman. Chops, slaps, chokes. Um, mm-hmm. slick gets real excited he's smiling after Kamala manages to get out a whole man and our ma on that that insert there in ring during this picture in picture mode it's more dominance just mm-hmm. there's no real like interesting moves just shoulder blocks kicks to the gut um, right. we get a cover with Gorman's stomach on the on the mat
1: so his shoulders are up and yeah, the thing the thing that's annoying about this spot with Kamala as like part of the whole like trying to help him mm-hmm. learn to be a man I guess whatever is that this happens every week Yes, you know what I mean. So it's like it's hard to you needed to come up with some other things for him to be confused about or not not, because they do this pinning on the stomach thing in every Kamala match after he joins Slick.
0: I I feel like we've seen this spot like uh, multiple times just on this show. We have, and uh, Lawler says Slick trying to teach this Savage is a joke, saying you can take the man out of the jungle, but you can't take the jungle out of the man.
1: Yeah, I'm not surprised that it was only a matter of time before the King managed to say something wildly offensive so
0: oh he then tells us that slick is going to actually be eaten by kamala when he finally turns on him eventually so there's some more of that uh just inherent racism stuff uh splash by kamala on the back of gorman tries yet another cover on gorman's stomach and then he's told we got to hook the leg and so he tries hooking the leg and then he's got to flip him over and he finally flips him over and he gets the pin one two
1: three your winner kamala When he was on the rope, I was like, "Just count, like yes. I don't care, like <laughs> come on." Oh, uh,
0: and then Jerry Lawler, renowned artist and drawing doodler.
1: I mean, he is extraordinary. No,
0: he is a good artist, but not with a telestrator. No one's good with no, a telestrator. No, no one is. He says, "Give me that telestrator," and he draws a person in a cauldron over a fire that just looks awful. And he says, "That's what's gonna happen to Slick when Kamala eats
1: him." Yeah. it could it could have been worse as far as things he said so we move on before it gets any more racist absolutely
0: could have been worse yeah it's time for a (laughs) wwf spotlight magazine promo where we let you know that available now on the stands is a magazine that has two mr perfect posters inside
1: yeah how about that but vince tells us that we are going to be hearing from the person who says they are beyond perfect
0: yeah. So there's to the Ray Rougeau.
1: Which I love Macho Man, like his his subtle comedy here. When yeah. Vince says that and then we toss Ray Rougeau, Well, he doesn't look very impressive. You know, Vince's like, wow, well, that's <laughs> that's Ray Rougeau. Hang on, you know, we gotta get the other guy out. Because they're talking while Ray's talking. Yes. that kind of stuff also drives me crazy. Because again, you're doing that because these are not happening. Like Ray is not mm-hmm. doing this. Like this is taped, and then you're So I feel like they think that makes it feel more real, like more live. But it's also really offensive to Ray Rougeau, who's, like, doing his job, and those two are, like, having a crack about... Because, yeah, if
0: if you were able to toss it to Ray, then he probably can hear you, so you're just talking while he's talking, like... Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. If you're in his ear, and you... Yeah, so it's... It is, Uh, yeah. So we don't really hear the first bit of what Ray tells us, but, you know.
0: No, he introduces us to the narcissist, Lex Luger, who makes his way out, smiling and posing, and then he gets in front of the mirror, and just kind of looks at himself in the mirror and can't be bothered to be listened to, uh, listen to Ray Rougeau's questions.
1: No, it's good stuff. Um, bad guy. Lex is pretty great. Actually. He's like, not bad. I think it's, I think it's his best. His, I think it's the, his, the best way to feature him at any time in his career is any, is it, is when he's a bad guy? Mm-hmm. Cause I think he kind of is this guy a little bit, yeah. which is probably what helps, you know, is that he just kind of, <laughs> turns it up a little bit but yeah this is great with him posing and ray is just literally being like the mr luger mr lex you know like just lex literally is not paying attention he
0: says if Uh, i can bring if if i can get your attention away from yourself (laughs) right
1: (laughs) but he gets lex's attention when he mentions that many people say mr perfect will beat you at wrestlemania and of course now now lex is listening yes
0: yeah and so Lex you know says you know he's he's beyond perfect all that stuff and as he's talking there's this great spot where like he he answers his question and then kind of like ignores the follow up to turn back into the mirror and continue posing mm-hmm. and just as he turns the shot is so great because they shoot it into the mirror and behind him you see Mr Perfect pop up on the Titan Yeah and I was just no, like that was awesome. really well done
1: awesome stuff awesome stuff there this is a, a, something I love from this era um is the are these on the big screen promos they've they've done many of these like at this point and more following this where the person might be in the ring and they can they're talking to directly to Mm -hmm. the you know the video screen which what's hilarious about that is that they're talking to video yeah. Is what I would imagine. You know what I mean? Like, so
0: Oh, like pre-recorded or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it isn't like the, the other person that's backstage still can't see whatever you're doing. They might be able to hear you, right? but like they're looking right. into a lens. So
1: yes, yes, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what's great about it too. Yeah. You always, the people, for the person on the screen, they always make sure to have like at an angle where it looks like they're talking to that person, even though, yeah, they are looking into a camera. So, yeah, it's well done.
0: Yeah, because they, they stare each other down, in air quotes there. Um, and Lex says, well, 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 I wish you weren't hiding behind that TV. You know, I only wish, instead of hiding behind some giant
2: television screen back there, you were actually out here, right by my side, live and in a living color. Because only then... Mr. Perfect, you could truly <laughs> appreciate what a physical specimen I really am.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. I I, I think this is uh, well done.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect says that, you know, he needs to see this right now and then comes out. So Lex gets what he asked for. Mr. Perfect makes his entrance and mm-hmm. uh, Perfect wants to ask the people who's perfect around here. Of course, they all. Or you know, in his corner, um, he then does the uh, mirror, mirror on the wall, but asks who has the most perfect. Oh, you have this. Go ahead.
0: I do. This is where I felt like everything fell apart because, like Vince oversells this. It's oh, like yeah, it's a it. it's a weird moment because he asks a question. There's not an answer. We don't. I was odd.
1: Yeah. Here.
2: I'd like to. I'll ask myself if you don't mind. What's he mean by that? Well. A perfect tell. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the most perfect of them all? Live, Mr. Perfect! Observation from Mr. Perfect! What a matchup this is gonna be at WrestleMania!
1: <laughs> yeah, the worst thing about that too is like Luger just stands there like an idiot. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, get in his face. He doesn't, like, Uh -uh. really say anything. He just kind of, like, looks at his feet and, like, turns around. Well, like, Like,
0: he, he like, looks like he's gonna go, like, to grab the perfect towel off the mirror for a second. Right. But, like, Mr. Perfect flinches a little bit when he moves and then, like, Perfect, like, looks at him and then just, like, walks off. And then it's like, (laughs) and Vince is going nuts. Like, he said something. It's like, he just asked the question. He didn't even say, like, it's me or, it's clear to me because I'm looking at myself. Like, just, I don't know. I thought that that was like such a good build. And then, like, the ending was just like, well, we didn't have an ending. We just, it was oh, an yeah, SNL right. skit no, ending.
1: Yeah, it was a really good segment until the end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now Vince says Luger is rattled as we see Lex throw the perfect, perfect towel down after Mr. Perfect left. um And then it's time for match number three, which is the closest thing we're going to get to a non jobber match. And I think it's only because Shawn Michaels wanted to sell a little bit i don't know he seems like the kind of person that always does this with these matches
1: yeah well and Joey mags is a good worker but yeah go ahead and announce yeah
0: joey mags battling your intercontinental champion Shawn michaels
1: yeah and Joey mags not necessarily a stranger to uh some of you out there that consume a lot of pro wrestling because he's a jobber extraordinaire throughout the uh late 80s and into the mid 90s even into maybe the late 90s i feel like on some <laughs> of the C and D WCW shows. So yeah, long time uh worker that you'll catch on many of these kind of shows.
0: Well, Vince wonders where Sean gets his sunglasses, and King's like, You a store? You don't know what's in style, Vince. <laughs> right.
1: like anywhere that sells sunglasses probably uh, yeah. would work. Uh the announcers are, are also discussing that Sherry Martel will be with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania, at least according to Macho Man and Vince. So ah.
0: Now, I always hear the talk of the, the white Intercontinental Championship. I don't hear mm-hmm. much talk about the baby blue strap that he has on it here
1: currently. Listen, I'm sure you could send Conrad Thompson a direct message right now, and he would tell you the entire lineage of it and who <laughs> owns it and how much they paid for it. Um, no, this was just kind of like a Sean thing a little bit. Like, oh, okay. And in this era also, there was just... I remember there's a yellow strap at some point. I think Razor has a oh. yellow strapped one. Like there, Yeah, there's... A very there's various colors of intercontinental title straps in this era for whatever reason, and then it all kind of you know stops at yeah. some point. But yeah, no, this is an interesting look. I liked it though.
0: Yeah, I did. I did too. I thought it was it was interesting because at first I thought that maybe like the color was just off on the screen, and then I'm like, no, I can see the white referee's <laughs> right. you know, uniform like normal. Um, right.
1: But yeah. The well, match- and also just and yeah. also just before we move on, so and Sherry, if those those of you that have watched WrestleMania nine know that she will not be in the corner of HBK WrestleMania. That will be the debut of Luna Vashon, who accompanies ah. Sean at WrestleMania. And HBK hated her, and so it didn't work out. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't work well. Um, so, yeah, the match gets started quickly here as Joey Mags has a head scissors. Uh, Michaels nips up out of it twice. Uh, Mags won't back down, though. He shoves Michaels, but Michaels grabs a headlock and begins punching him we get the punches in the corner and then we get an insert promo from Sean saying at mania 9 if it's fulfillment you want it's fulfillment you'll get and that i was like i don't i don't even know what that well, was really
1: about well the more offensive part about this whole thing is the <clears throat> excuse me are there references kind of to like to the destiny you know because isn't that like what is it the manifest destiny or what's that I don't know.
0: the are you talking about the did he use the word manifest destiny in this?
1: No, but destiny. There's a lot of talk of destiny that I feel oh, like okay. that's what they're hinting at. Because like who's he facing?
0: Rep- who's he getting ready to versus? Tata-nka. Tatanka. Tatanka. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying because if it's if it's either Crush or Tatanka, then yeah, I could see where that would be a little offensive for sure. Um, yeah, so I,
1: yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of destiny talk there. I, th- I didn't think it was on accident.
0: Yeah, probably not. You're probably right. I it just blew right past me. I didn't even think about it, but um yeah, I could see that. Uh Mags catches a kick, hits an Enzagiri after Michaels caught his kick. Uh but Mags charges the corner and that's where he misses Shawn Michaels with a diving clothesline. Uh or no, he misses, then Shawn Michaels hits a diving clothesline from the top rope. And Vince is talking about, you know, this Shawn guy, he can just do anything whatever he wants. Just just all out of nowhere. He just hits things. Uh Michaels hits the super kick on Mags. Gets no reaction from the crowd because he's still building that up. But then mm-hmm. he picks him up and, like, he's going to do a, a move of some sort and then goes, nah, and just shoves him down and pins him for the three.
1: Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, because at this point in time, Shawn Michaels' finishing move is a back suplex. Ah, okay. Like, just a okay. run-of-the-mill back so suplex. So was this and, him,
0: like, just actual actively saying, I'm done with the back suplex? Because he sets up like he's
1: going to do one. I don't I think it was just more of, like, kind of a slap in the face to... You know, his opponent more than anything like I'm pretty sure he still does it for at least a little while after this. Gotcha. Yeah. Sean shoves him down. Pie faces him to the mat and gets the victory.
0: (laughs) Yep. And we're told to tune in for mania because that's when he'll defend the title against Tatanka. Everyone's favorite wrestler Tatanka. Uh,
1: Yeah. Sean kisses the title and Vince says, is he kissing it? Goodbye for the last time. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I mean, it will be. Well, not for the last time, maybe, but no, he will be no, kissing a goodbye. Sure. Um, so now to the Undertaker and Paul Bearer, who have a message for Giant Gonzalez, everyone's favorite Undertaker storyline. Um,
1: yeah, Well, don't you forget to introduce our man, Sean Mooney, who's in the oh, that's main right. uh, event center, who tosses to Undertaker and Paul Yes, Bearer.
0: this is where we go to the like inside of the show, other shows, because <laughs> yes. like, Mooney's got his version, and then Mean Gene's <laughs> got a whole separate thing that then informs <laughs> Mooney's second version of this. It's very strange, but yes, it's a lot. It's time to go to Paul Bearer for him to say this.
2: There is one thing that you must make your giant Gonzalez understand before WrestleMania, that courage and death are quite related. Sometimes death is the price of courage. Your man had the courage to attack my undertaker, and now he'll pay the price
0: <laughs> i love i love his like upward question mark at the end of his sentence
1: <laughs> right no paul's uh, you know i mean he is what he is i if he, you know i could see where you could just be completely turned off by the character to oh no anyway. i love
0: this this is fun but
1: i mean yeah i think it's outstanding and this is a good promo here from him um the undertaker adds that uh you know, little did giant know he opened a container that has all the evil and says other things yes.
0: yeah when you battered this cold lifeless body you opened the container that holds all yeah. evil and all that is unholy i was like jesus right. i was like all right so you're gonna rest <laughs> Dark in peace stuff
1: there man yeah
0: so then we go back to mooney on his very colorful set which is a little bit it's not just like a, a production room that they're in here he's on like a set this time
1: yeah, Yeah, he's in uh, Titan headquarters at this point in old Stanford, Connecticut with the the studio.
0: And he throws to the head shrinkers to have their promo. Is this Afa who's with them?
1: Yes, it's Afa.
0: And Afa starts off talking mostly in Samoan. He ends in English.
1: It takes a while, though.
0: It wasn't. It, yeah, it, it takes a while. And I really didn't get much out of it. It just said, you know, be prepared. We give you pain like you haven't felt before
1: which is may have been what he said in Samoan first, and then he just translated himself. I'm not it's sure. possible. <laughs> probably best that we didn't have to deal with Captain Lou here, though. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, the shrinkers and off a shout as they throw to the, uh, the reminder to order mania nine. Now call your cable provider. Cause you know, it can take yeah. a few weeks to get these things sorted
1: out. So call now. Yeah. Check for availability in your area. Uh, yeah. It's just funny how that's always the push from these companies at this time. It's like, how hard was it to order a pay-per-view back then? Like they're, <laughs> Like a month out like call them now tell them now well, that you want it
0: so. i mean i was thinking about that and it's like you know because before you had the digital box top how right. would you I, I didn't understand i was thinking about it. i was like how did they even like do that how you'd did ha- they do cable boxes yeah. Yeah.
1: you'd have to you'd have to go to like i guess a specific channel or something and yeah it's weird it would just appear you just have to cross your fingers and hope that it came on at eight o'clock or something so Ooh. yeah it's time for the so next a, match yeah match four it's Bob Backlund taking on Larry Luden. Another really unimpressive looking jobber.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. Bob Backlund, we're told, is 43 years old and uh, held the world championship for six years back in the day, but now he's making his return, and Backlund you know, makes his way down to the ring. He stops halfway to do the Rey Mysterio, let's touch forehead spot with a kid <laughs> and then makes his way the rest yeah.
1: of the way. That's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, this will be Bob Backlund's first WrestleMania as he's going to be facing Razor oh. Ramon.
0: Nice. Hmm? Yeah. I didn't realize that that was the first.
1: Yeah, and like you would mentioned, Bob Backlund, 43 years old here. AJ Styles in 2020 is currently 43 years old. So, Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: That's kind of wild. King tells us that, you know, Bob must have a picture in his closet that's aging because he doesn't look 43. And then he does a heel turn and says, he looks 63. Ha ha ha.
1: And he's dragging 43, not pushing it. Oh, goodness. Great job. King, who's also, I would imagine, right around the same age of Bob Backlund. (laughs) I'm not positive, but probably close.
0: Probably. But yeah, then we get an insert promo from Razor Ramon, who has something to say for Mr. Backlund.
2: Backlund. College boy champ. WWF champ. Chico. That's the past. Now, take a look at your future. Caesar's Palace, WrestleMania
1: Nine, Razor. And remember, just for the record, it's Caesar's Palace parking lot. Yes, Caesar's Palace. So. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Just such a weird. Again, like WrestleMania 9's already not one of the best ones of all time because there's just so many matches like this where you're like. Why, mm-hmm. why, why would you have Bob Backlund fight Razor Ramon? Oh like, <laughs> this is really strange.
0: Because oh, we got to have Tatanka face Shawn Michaels instead of just having Michaels versus Ramon in a
1: <laughs> great match. Yeah, that's true. Um, Bob has the his opponent in kind of reverse powerbomb wheelbarrow position and pulls Larry all the way up to his feet and then attempts a full Nelson. Luden would manage the rope break. Backlund with a drop toehold hold followed by an armbar. Larry manages to fight free monkey flip from Bob followed by a roll up and one, two, three, your winner, Bobby Backlund. Yeah,
0: that monkey flip was not great. Uh, no. I don't know to, who to blame that on, uh, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great move there. Um, no. Macho told us in the middle of that match that Backlund's going to paralyze Razor at WrestleMania. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Not so much. It's just wild to also think about, though, with looking at Bob Backlund here in 1993 and then knowing that he's going to have a great feud with Bret Hart in 1995 <laughs> and, like, or 94 and end up being the world champion, for God's sake. Oh, sakes. my goodness. Yeah,
0: yeah, that is wild. And then the, he would just continue to, like, be around wrestling. Like I, I still remember every time I see Bob Backlund and the images of seeing him run around the arena near St. Louis when we went to... right. Fucking lockdown.
1: Right. And that's just what he did in TNA when he was there. That'd be the you'd watch the impact episodes and they'd show Ed Bob Backlund walking around the crowd, <laughs> talking to people like that's they just, they just let Bob walk around. That's that's pretty much well, what his job was.
0: So Backlund though, he's a good sport. He shakes the hand of luden afterwards, says thank you to the fans. And then we get a promo for the world's hottest fan club, Tony. It's the WWF fan club.
1: They show this commercial on every episode of superstars pretty I much wondered, like but- they pump the shit out of this i've never seen a less impressive commercial for a fan club in my like these mm-hmm. were all over the place when i was a kid i remember this kind of stuff like you know i was a fox kids you know oh yeah person and all that kind of th- nothing none of nothing about any of this looks appealing to me <laughs>
0: no not really there's not a lot. I I don't even have. I didn't even we take get, notes on what get, they get.
1: You get a you get a superstar collage. Which I don't Ooh. even necessarily know what that means. A cassette. But what's funny about this cassette when they say this, because they word it very carefully, a cassette featuring your favorite superstars theme music. I am convinced that this cassette features one theme song on it.
0: Really? They show a picture of one. That has like five of them listed.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Maybe they do. Okay. I just, I always felt like the way they were wording it, it was kind of weird. And I was like, wait, are you saying that that features one superstars <laughs> music? Like your favorite? It's you know.
0: specific to you. Your fa- You tell us who your favorite is and we'll yeah. give you their music.
1: The typical, like, we'll send you a card on your birthday. Oh, and yeah. then like, and I, I don't even think they get a shirt. Like there's not even a shirt in for God's sake. like, it's, it's not a great deal. No, not good. I would not have signed up, I don't think. And, even, and, and plus, now with the revelation that Bruce Pritchards admitted in recent years, that they literally use the fan club as a way to like get your address so they could send you the for, uh, catalog for the merchandise. You
0: know? so. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's why you do all those things. That's, right. I, I understand that for sure. Uh, yeah, so yep. then we go to Giant Gonzalez, who has a promo uh, on this show, which I didn't expect him to speak, but he does. Um, you're going to hear a little bit of his manager just before that. Who is his manager here?
1: Harvey Whippleman.
0: This is Whippleman. Okay. I was just very surprised because, uh, you know, you hear the name Harvey Whippleman and you think more of uh, the character that hated that Bobby Heenan hated. What's his name? Ah, oh, damn it. That was on the Bobby Heenan show with him for a while.
1: Oh, Jameson?
0: Yes. I think more. I, like, the image of Jameson is what came in my head when I heard <laughs> the name Harvey Whippleman. And so That's then funny. when I heard the voice of Harvey Whippleman, I was like, this is a much more manly voice than I expected. But All anyways, right. here's the promo from Giant Gonzalez. But
2: finally... You're about to meet your match. You're finally about to meet a man that cannot be intimidated. Ain't that right, John Gonzalez? After WrestleMania, Undertaker, you vanish! You vanish, Undertaker! (laughs) You,
1: You vanish! It's just another example of like, the Gonzalez, I get he looks impressive, but man, the first time you watched him, not wrestle, but walk into a room yeah like all you have to do is look at this guy and be like oh no like he (laughs) he can't move you know what i mean like it's just Uh and then the body suit i mean i don't think we have to talk about anything that hasn't been talked about a million times before but how stupid is a muscle suit on a guy like i know he's not impressive because he he's in wcw just before this and they like try to like vest him a little bit (laughs) like here's a vest and like they try to kind of cover up that he's not you know a tone perfectly in shape kind of guy um so yeah, just doomed from the start, man. What a what a mess. And also, probably The Undertaker's worst WrestleMania match of all time.
0: That's It seems like that's the general consensus. It's either that or the match against himself.
1: And also... Well, that was at SummerSlam. <laughs> oh, that released. was SummerSlam, okay. Because the other problem with this, this match is also as dumb and as unnecessary as this is, this is also the match that probably comes the closest to screwing up the streak in the early stages before they even really realized what they had. Because mm. this is the match where like, chloroforms involved (laughs) and like the undertaker passes out oh gosh and so some people have argued it's like well he kind of loses to some degree but then Mm -hmm. i think the ref ends up reversing the decision or something and Ah. he just qualifies gonzalez but it's a you know they almost screwed it up at wrestlemania 9 for a gonzalez match
0: so now we go to what i thought was honestly kind of impressive the mania 9 graphic package for 1993 was pretty nice not um, bad. As they throw it to Mean jeans, you know, WrestleMania report mm-hmm. brought to us from IcoPro. Pro, it's not, not the, the WWF. Greatest,
1: yeah, the greatest WrestleMania of all time coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Would to not in fact be
0: true. Better buy it now because it's going to be the best one. Uh, he says oh, yeah. that he's been told it's going to be the world's largest toga party, which means we're all going to be in togas. I'll be in a toga. No, the announcer will be in togas. Even the audience That's is going to be all in togas
1: just another one of those things where it's like why'd you lean like vince is just i don't know these are the moments where you know how detached he is from like what the people want why did you lean so hard into the caesar's side of this whole thing with because if you remember because i think we i don't know if we've reviewed it but you've probably at least Mm -hmm. seen it in some form like they have caesar and cleopatra come out yeah uh, what nobody's (laughs) Nobody cares <laughs> like you can just have this show at Caesars Palace and uh, don't have to go through all this ridiculous trouble. So
0: I wonder, is this the first WrestleMania that's at at Caesars Palace or is this this?
1: I think it's the first at Caesars Palace. They'd done like the Trump Plaza thing already okay. at at four and five. But that's Atlantic City, I think.
0: So. Yeah. I was just curious, because maybe it's because the name seems a little bit different than the usual like name for an arena that Vince was like, yeah. well, people are going to be confused. We've got to lean into this, it, make it a theme.
1: It also doesn't help that it's in the parking lot and not, in fact, inside of Caesar's Palace. So yeah, instead, that. That
0: it's bleachers in the parking lot. Um, but yeah, and he tells us that it's going to be headlined by a double main event, which like OSW says, means no main event. And, right. uh, and it's going to be a third main event that's going to be a surprise. Uh, so <laughs> Mr. Fuji well,
1: yeah.
0: and Yokozuna are confident that they're going to win the championship, and he says that will make Japanese fans
1: very happy. Which I love that that is literally, that's the Yokozuna heel turn. Like, that's his heel-ish. That's his, like, is that his victory makes people in Japan happy. That is about the worst thing he does is pretty much what they push. Wow. Like, (laughs) if this guy wins... Japanese people are gonna be happy, guys. Like we we can't Can't, have that. Can't Japanese people be happy? Jesus, that's that's, that's the heel appeal here.
0: Oh man! But Bret Hart gets his his promo time, and he gives like the first substantive promo of the entire goddamn show.
2: You know, Mister Fuji, I'm getting just a little sick and tired of how everybody's talking about Yokozuna's gonna walk all over me at WrestleMania Nine. How I'm the big underdog. And Yokozuna and you are already talking about the Emperor is going to send you telegrams congratulating you on becoming the oh, next no. World Wrestling Federation champion. Well, let me tell you something, Yokozuna. You're talking about losing face. You might lose a whole lot more than your face because you're up against the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be.
1: I, what's what's weird about Brett here in 93 going into Mania is like, I feel like he is at his best from a promo standpoint yeah going into this matchup and then i feel like the hogan shenanigans and everything <laughs> is the beginning of like the dejected Bret hart like because i it's weird he this is literally like the best promo work he ever does you know th- yeah, even though he's great even though he's wildly successful for years to come and obviously you know when he becomes the bitching and whining brett in 97 that also is very good but his promo work goes down from here. I felt like after watching <laughs> this, I was like, I think this Hogan thing just dejects him so much that it's possible he's never this good again.
0: That might be. I mean, you know, you never get over your the first cut is the deepest, I guess, and right. This is kind of it. Uh yeah. But I, I just also thought it was just interesting, you know, every promo up until this point has just been I'm going to win, you're going to lose. I'm going to win, you're going to lose, you're going to vanish. And this one was like here's why you want to win here's why i think that i can beat you know like i was just like hey there's more to this this fucking promo. well
1: i mean well outside of his delivery and his charisma i mean Bret hart is great at the substance of a promo yeah like he understands you know how to kind of put your opponent over before telling him why you're going to beat him so
0: you're going to lose more than just your face he says he's focused 100 percent at caesar's palace and he's going to win um and then we have or no, we're told we're just a tease here for next week's superstars, which will have the contract signing between Brett and mm. Yoko.
1: Mm. I'll bet nothing happens and it all goes smoothly. <laughs> but first, we have to hear from the other main event at WrestleMania nine. It's our tag team title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the new and improved Jimmy Hart, oh. along with Hulk Hogan and Bruce, the barber beefcake yeah and uh hogan goes on to tell us all about his hanging and banging <laughs> oh i just love that
0: it starts with the hanging and banging but the fact that like what he's telling us is he doesn't like it when people are in the gym and they talk mm-hmm.
2: you know something hulk yes. i don't mean to seem so irritable lately but when i'm hanging banging <laughs> getting ready for an event as prestigious as wrestlemania at caesar's palace for the wwf titles i don't like to hear idle chatter in the gym brother even though this chatter's making me smile. The kind when they talk about the stock market already rumbling from New York to L.A. all the way to Tokyo and Paris, brother. That the money incorporated is going to bottom out and the Mega Maniac stock is going through the ceiling. It does make me squeeze off a few extra reps. Drop a little bit of sweat on those good-looking ladies hanging around looking for the pump of the pythons. But Jimmy Hart's got handle on the new stuff on the Mega Merchandise line. That's right!
0: <laughs> what? The, the, i mean this is just it reminded me so much of the one that he had was it in wcw with with barber where they're riding their harleys on their way to the the arena yeah and all the people are looking he, at yeah. jack yeah
1: right yeah before he debuts i think yeah um no it's just now we're gonna go to jimmy Hart with their merchandise like <laughs> that's right daddy we got um oh, but the stock market tony it's rumbling from what is he talking about like <laughs> It's the most, It's just such a weird, random thing. Like, I get their money ink and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Still, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. No.
0: Nope. And then it's time, like you said, Jimmy Hart talks about, you know, some merchandise. Do you have notes about Jimmy Hart, what he has to say? No, he just says, their future
1: looks so bright, daddy. Um, and then Beefcake even gets some talking time, which was surprising. Yeah, definitely surprising. You know what? I'm gonna give those guys a
2: haircut like you have never seen oh, before. God. I'm not gonna tell you about it. I'm just gonna tell you: you got to be in Caesar's Palace to witness this one because it's gonna be like nothing you've ever seen before.
0: <laughs> is you ever seen it before? It just cracked me up, man. I had to pause.
1: <laughs> it, it's what's so weird about Beefcake, and it's sad to some degree too, is it's like so. This is he's coming back from that injury finally after being gone for almost for two years. He's in this big, you know, big spot with Hogan for going for the tag titles. Yeah. Seem to make a big deal about him. He never appears again in the WWF after WrestleMania nine. Wow. That's, That's it. Wild. It's like all that time at home, you bring him back, you build him up you put him in this angle. And then they're just like, eh, we're good. <laughs> good Moving grief. on.
0: Oh so. my gosh. So that I thought that was gonna be all the audio that I had for this, but Hulk Hogan has to bring it home with a line of that course. is hilarious.
2: You know what nothing you've ever seen before what I want you to do for me, Brutus, is just don't clip it short around their ears. <laughs> Go ahead and just pull it out by the roots.
0: <laughs> It's such a that's such a delivery of like, what's that smell?
1: Dookie right <laughs> by the roots. Oh. Wow. Uh, now it's time to hear from Big Papa Pump himself. <laughs> Scotty Steiner, as we go to a Steiner Brothers promo about the head shrinkers. Not yeah. bad. it was.
0: Uh, yeah, it was one of those like it was there was nothing negative about Scott's side of things. Um, he just, right. you know, you know, in two weeks, me and my brother are going to take on a big tag team and we won't back down.
1: Right. I mean, yeah, no, very generic stuff there. Um, and Rick, Rick Steiner tells. Go ahead. What's that? Uh, yeah, Rick says, they're tough, but he has the Steiner line.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he promises to remove their heads with the Steiner line. Is what he mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's great. There
1: and, will be a beheading at WrestleMania.
0: And then we go to Bam Bam. And I'm just like, oh, nope, no words from Bam Bam.
1: No, yeah, Gene brings it up, though. I just love how much they bring this match up throughout this show for then it not to happen. <laughs>
0: And just before Gene can get can send it back to the arena, he has to say, Oh, I've just been alerted that Shawn Michaels has left the
1: building. Stay tuned
0: for more superstars.
1: This is one of the most random things that happens in this around this period of time. It happens on Raw, Bobby Mm -hmm. Heenan says it some, it happens on superstars. And I never feel like there's ever much of a payoff, and it just kind of stops at some point. But this (laughs) at some point through any of the TV shows in this era someone will say, will say this. They'll tell yeah. you, oh, and we've just learned that Shawn Michaels has left the building. Like yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's a constant thing, though.
0: Oh, so then we come back to Bruce Pritchard's favorite vignette of all time. It's Kona Crush in Hawaii. And, oh, man, his <sighs> accent is <laughs> so bad. But here's what he has to say. He's, he says, you know, you keep calling me Pineapple Head. You're the Pineapple Head.
2: Yeah, you know, seconds. Doink, since you heard me, You've been running your mouth quite a bit about Crush. In fact, one thing that you referred to me as was Pineapple Head. You know, I've been walking along this beach here, brother, looking at this pineapple, and I don't see the resemblance. But you know what? I do kind of see a resemblance
0: with you. <laughs> it's like, really? No, not me, you? That's, that's his comeback? Uh-uh, it's you? Yep.
1: <laughs> They flew Bruce Pritchard to Hawaii <laughs> so he could film Crush saying, Nuh-uh, you look like a pineapple head.
0: And then squishes the pineapple. Oh,
1: Yeah. Great stuff. But that takes us to match five, our main event.
0: I hadn't realized that it was the main event, but you're right. Uh, match five is Doink the Clown battling Larry Sampson. Oh, man. I mean, is Sampson, still- you got to expect, expect to be huge and muscular.
1: All right, at least it's still good doink, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not replacement doink at this point. Mm-hmm. So King says the kids love doink, and Vince is like, he makes the kids cry. He did the kids do not love doink. <laughs> it's true, they don't.
1: Yeah, this is he still has this great creepy music at this point. Uh, I love the between. upside down camera, mm-hmm. and then
0: flip over thing. That was cool.
1: Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, going in between his impersonation of Jack Nicholson and Batman, and you know, straight you know evil staring into the camera oh yeah
0: yeah this i i was excited about this one uh because we just had that promo from you know crush and stuff and i I do like doink um but yeah Mm -hmm. he comes out here hits a scoop slam early on he grabs on an arm bar as we get a doink insert promo where he says he's gonna send kona crush right back to hawaii and then does the whole like loves me loves me not thing where he's pulling pedals off the lay about if he's gonna win or not
1: Mm mm-hmm Yeah. So, solid stuff there. Doink with a fireman takedown and stomp to the face of Mr. Samson here. And then a nasty German suplex from Doink who just yes. drops St. Larry Samson on the back of his head. Uh, brutal stuff there. What did you
0: think of Macho Man being just insulted? Because, well, yeah, that's the whole point. He, should, he has the technical skills. Why does he have to be evil? Like, he just, he's so upset that he's a bad guy and he can wrestle.
1: Why does he have to be a clown? I mean, if you want to go that <laughs> far about it, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah, he can wrestle, so why'd you give him a clown gimmick? That's a great question. <laughs> macho Man. Um, oh. No, yeah, Macho, you, know, you can't be a good wrestler. It, that's funny. That's the doink story. Like, you watch him around this time around on Raw or like Superstars. That's always the thing, like, you know, but I just can't believe how good of a wrestler he is. Like, that's always <laughs> the conversation during his matches. Like, all right, oh. I, it doesn't seem like you're helping get him over there, guys, but sure.
0: I don't know what this move is called, where you, like, lift them up like you're going sla- like, to go backwards and then just slam down their butt. It's like the butt bomb or something. I don't know.
1: Kind of like the Bubba Bomb. Remember when Bubba Ray yeah. do that? Yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that. So, yeah, so Doink hits that, uh, then locks on a submission that Samson quits very quickly.
1: Yeah, the Stump Puller is kind of the name usually used for it. I don't know if Doink ever gave it, like, a Doink-inspired name, but, yeah, okay. kind of you know sitting basically on the back of the guy's neck forcing his head down while you pull his leg you know up towards his like you know face and chest yeah. so brutal stuff there would definitely make someone tap out all those
0: people that can touch their knees to their their nose though would not be affected whatsoever
1: but that's yeah, true. for yeah. most
0: people and people at home generally you could probably expect to think that that's going to be, be yeah. pretty painful what do you think of-
1: asked, what kind of a creep makes kids cry <laughs>
0: When they're when they're showing the announce like the fans in the crowd after this and they're all doing their you know thumbs down and booing Doink winning. Right. Um, did you notice that one kid had a Cheers television show hat on? Wow, I like did a baseball not. That's hat awesome. with the Cheers logo. I was like, damn. I was like, that's probably that's pretty cool.
1: Right? Yeah, I'd like to find that one. <laughs> no, I didn't see that though. I also always think like I'd imagine all those cutaways are bullshit too.
0: They've taped them, like, way in advance. Well, I mean, now that I know that, like, the fucking Thunderdome is just, like, they're just reusing videos from old people at this point that they've already taped at this point. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not. But apparently, like, the CWC, at least, is using pre-taped ones that they've recorded through their gathering of the ones they've already got.
1: Not surprised at all.
0: (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyways, uh, now we go for more from Kamala and Reverend Slick. Uh, or about well, yeah. them, they tell us. Uh, and then Bam Bam Bigelow has to talk about Kamala. And goodness, he talks about Kamala and all his little pygmies back at home. And
1: he says, you're going to go down in flames by the end. Because I have flames on my head. Uh, yeah. yeah. Now we go to Satanka, who talks about dreaming about climbing to the top of the WWF and that he will defeat Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania he will feel the spirit of all his little braves and fulfill his destiny. Yes.
0: Which destiny isn't a neg- like a automatically no, yeah, yeah, yeah. negative thing but when you do have yeah. Anyways, yeah, the ee thing at the end and then we get another promo about Hulk Hogan. This one is where they're just promoting that he's going to be returning to action. Um, and uh, like you said, he's in a silhouette we get a shot, and, and then and my favorite part is that I think in Hogan's mind, he wanted the idea to be that he's on, like, a lazy Susan, but they don't have a lazy Susan he can stand on. So instead he has to, like, twist his body to the point where he's facing the camera so that the light can turn on and they can flex.
1: It's so bad. It just it doesn't even look great. It, the The Hogan promotion is just shameless. Like, they're just doing everything they can to kiss his butt. Try to convince him not to leave.
0: Yeah. I mean, on one hand, there's that. But on the other hand, it's clear that, like, they don't know what, like, obviously, Hogan didn't think that they needed to change the red and white, yellow thing because they're going to go to that with WCW right away. But Mm -hmm. it's just clear that, like, they don't have any other ideas. Like, this is the only way they know how to sell Hulk Hogan. And so that's how they're going to try to sell him. And, you know, if he leaves, he leaves, I guess.
1: And I was really excited to see, hear from Vince, who closed the show and talks about R E S P E C T. And the Bret Hart music video that yeah. we're all going to get to see next week—they
0: shoot, they got Aretha Franklin to do that.
1: If you haven't seen this video, it's a—it's amazing. <laughs> Bret Hart and music videos were a weird hand in hand thing in the <laughs> mid '90s. They do. There's another "Light the Fire in Me" by Joe Johnson. That's a great one that features footage of him from what? "Lonesome Dove."
0: Oh my god! But
1: this—they literally next week is a. There's a music video to Aretha Franklin's respect that just features. It's a Bret Hart highlight reel. <laughs> Right. Showing how much fun he is and how, you know, cool he is. Oh, it's, yeah. it's
0: great. With a song called like RSBCT isn't even like kind of a song. Okay, um, Macho
1: Man can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, I thought for sure it wouldn't be happening, but apparently it is. So they also they promote that you know the official contract signing with uh, will be coming up next week as well, and then Macho closes the show like you said. I can't wait
1: to see it right here this week. WWF Superstars. And that's it. Hila. You loves it. Yeah. That's your show folks.
0: I have overall a mostly harmless episode of superstars, like the perfect and Luger right. thing seem to be the storyline with most consequence, but otherwise it's just kind of just continuing this build towards mania.
1: No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're building to mania. Um, not like you said, I thought, you know, it was a harmless show. It was pretty entertaining for the most part, probably yeah. better builds than the actual matches themselves at WrestleMania nine, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this, like, pretty much all the episodes of Superstars that are available on the network, 92 and 93, like, it's just, it's always an easy watch. It's a fun era, you know? Definitely. Over-the-top craziness.
0: And since you've you've mentioned that, you know, that one match won't happen, here's a few of the other updates uh, from Mania. Tatanka beats Michaels. Um, the Steiner Well, Bros. by disqualification. Yes, by disqualification, yeah. Uh, Steiner Bros beat the Head Shrinkers. Uh, mm-hmm. Doink beats Crush.
1: Yeah, which- that's your classic two doinks they, uh, okay they do, the, they do the mirror spot in the ring where they mm-hmm. put their hands up and yeah that's
0: razor beats bob backland money inc will beat the mega maniacs by dq um and then luger beats mr perfect yoko mm-hmm. beats brett hart and then the bullshit happens with hulk hogan getting a surprise match and beating yoko zuna in 22 seconds
1: yeah for no reason at all Hogan just comes out after Brett's been beaten and he's just there. <laughs> and then Mr. Fuji's like challenging him and then the match happens. Bret Hart with the wow. classic Go, go. You know, he like <laughs> tells Hogan to go for it as his, you know, heart breaks in half. So Gosh. Yeah, so what oh. and such a stupid thing. He wins that match with Yoko and then tapes promos with Jimmy Hart while he's like filming Thunder in Paradise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then shows up, you know, loses the king of the ring. And that's the end of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> wow.
0: So, yeah, that's a look at superstars from 1993. But, Tony, we have to continue on. We've got more shows to talk about. And next week, uh, a bit of an interesting situation arose here that actually caused me to find this show. I found a old hard drive of mine from back in 2011. And I plugged it in the other day just to see. I was like, cause I used to have a bunch of movies on a few hard drives. So I was like, oh, let me see what a movie is in here. My internet was not running well. And I thought, let's see what we got here. Turns out there's a whole wrestling folder in there. And for about three weeks in November of 2011, I was downloading weekly shows of like everything like Superstars and Velocity. And I, I have a TNA Explosion on there mm. as well from 2011. <laughs> But wow. also, around that time, I I downloaded some, some pay-per-views and threw them into that folder that I just kind of stopped after that week of downloading. Um, mm-hmm. And some of those things are from 2013, which I think was the last time that I used that hard drive before this. Um, and wow. one of those I found was the show that we're reviewing next week, and it is because it has an insanely stacked card. It's Dragon Gate USA's Mercury Rising 2013. I remember downloading this and never hitting play on it. I've never ah. watched this show. But when I started reading, like I was texting you about what I was finding on Mm -hmm. the hard drive. And when I got to this show, I looked up the card and I was like, holy shit, this show is a who's who of every company right now. We've got people that are currently in the WWE people that are currently in new Japan. People that are currently in AEW and like big fucking names on this card. I am really excited about
1: it. Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. When you had mentioned, uh, the matchups and you know, the names that were involved. Yeah, it was, uh, a no-brainer that this is something we need to watch.
0: So looking at a few of these, let's let's tease this a little bit here. We've got two appearances from Orange Cassidy, once as Orange Cassidy. Also, he's going to be there as Fire Ant in the opening match. Um,
1: well, that's all rumor and innuendo.
0: Well, okay, whatever. Uh, An- Anthony Nice is on the card. Uh, the Super Smash Brothers are on the card. Brian Kendrick is on there. Chuck Taylor. ooh Nation, who is now apollo cruise apollo cruise that's right uh the young bucks are on there in a as solo wrestlers in a seven-way match johnny gargano shows up rich swan's in, in there as well with ricochet uh sima shima from you know sima china yeah. from from china <laughs> after, from I, Dragon Gate. after i said the word sima i couldn't say the word china uh yeah it's china uh oh and then also the main event shingo takagi versus akira tozawa yeah, I am so, so fucking excited for that. Plus, Drew Gulak is all over the event. He's on the announce team. He's also wrestling as Soldier Ant and is himself is wrestling as well at some point. So I don't know how that all works, but I'm excited right. for it.
1: Yeah, so it should be a lot of fun. That's a hell of a stacked card. A lot of uh, premier top level talent on there. So mm-hmm. definitely looking forward to checking out Dragon Gate USA
0: definitely and if it's not readily available in most places that, as far as I know um, I didn't necessarily find it anywhere so if you're a listener that likes to watch ahead we've got a small audience if you send me a link on Twitter uh, send me a message on Twitter I can give you the link to the show that you can watch it uh, but yeah that's where we'll be checking out next week if you want to just wait then we'll, we'll tell you about it next week
1: That's right. So, looking forward to it.
0: In the meantime, if you want to keep up with us, you can do so on Facebook or Twitter. For Facebook, just search for the name of the podcast. On Twitter, we're at GrappleCast. You can follow me specifically on Twitter. If you follow at Deadpool1205.
1: You can follow me, Tony
0: G, at
1: BeyondSanity19. And we'll catch
0: you next week. Dragon Gate USA, Mercury Rising from 2013.
1: It's fine.
0: And if you're planning on seeking any of it out on the... uh wild west at some point
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah i mean that's the thing man it's like it just reminds me back to pre-network days it's like i don't yeah. watch pay-per-views well and that's the problem too is that like, like i'm not i'm not spending 50 dollars on a pay-per-view yeah like, i'm just not doing it
0: yeah i mean i got a bonus this week so i, I that was my I was
1: like well ah. I as well it's like a <laughs> right but no and it's also like and i'm not home saturday nights you know like i'm not like to just uh see. i prefer the saturday night over sunday night every time but well i I do too but i'm just saying like it's not usually gonna be like in the cards for me to watch it that way either you know and i know like once you buy it don't you have like so much time to watch it or something i don't
0: know how that works because the way that i've been purchasing it is on the like sony store which Mm. it ends up linking to fight but I don't necessarily have a Fight TV app or anything. It's just like, I just oh, okay. buy it, and then it says, you want to hit play, and I can hit play. So, like, I think that if you bought it on BR Live, I think they might have some sort of, like, 24-hour thing where you can watch it on demand, but there's mm-hmm. nothing on this on the PlayStation thing. It's like, you hit play, mm-hmm. and there's no play from beginning. It's just you play when it's where we're at, like, when you're mm-hmm. live. It's so like, I bought oh. it at 8.05 because oh, okay. the all the illegal streams went down and everything, and I was like, mm-hmm. well, I was like, maybe it'll look better this time. I'll just go ahead and buy it. And so... But yeah, but it was just like, you know, it popped in right when it was at. It wasn't like it started from the very, very beginning.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I just, it just it reminds me of the the pre-network days again. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't watch pay-per-views. <laughs> like, unless I'm, it was a special occasion or I'm, I went, you know, went went somewhere to watch it. So. Yeah.
0: Well, that's the problem too, is like <clears throat> with, with the current situation and everything. It's like, cause even when I was watching pay-per-views, like it wasn't like I was watching every pay-per-view, but when I did, it would be like. All right, let's all three get together and we'll each pay, you know, fifteen dollars or something, because then it's a lot more reasonable Mm -hmm. than just fifty dollars to sit there and watch it by yourself.
1: Right. Well, that's the other problem too is I don't have anybody (laughs) that wants to like (laughs) watch that. You know what I mean? So it's like, so I'm gonna be so yeah. So that's the thing. I have to spend all the money on myself and I have to watch it by myself. So yeah, (laughs) it kind of kills it a little bit. So I hate that I don't watch them, but I just have a hard time doing it. (laughs) It's understandable. And then I don't want to like try not to support the illegal side of things. Gotcha. (laughs) If if at all possible.
0: Well, that's the thing though, is that like from everything that I hear whenever, every time that they have these quarterly calls, it seems like the WWE is, is trying its best not to say that they're going to, but very actively constantly rethinking ideas of like reinstituting a pay-per-view and getting pay-per-views off the network Oh, right. Yeah. And so it's just like, I, I don't know how the you've conditioned your audience to a certain way. I don't know how they would react I, to that. I feel like they're going to go I, real badly. If if you try to take away more than just WrestleMania, I think people will be furious.
1: Yeah, I've heard that, too. Like, that's a, oh, especially around WrestleMania season. They're always mm-hmm. trying to find a way to, like, make you spend fifty dollars on. It's <laughs> like, how do you guys think that's going to work? Like, I would I would almost guarantee you that, like, 90 percent of the people that have the network have it because of like the pay-per-view convenience yeah. you know like you're basically watching them almost for free to some degree I mean you know like well just they- you know that you,
0: you've, you've already paid for any content they're putting out basically like you've paid for everything except for their television shows right and those you'll get a little bit li- delayed
1: yeah but if they pulled the pay-per-views and then asked you to also pay to watch the pay-per-views that they took away from them, like they're insane like if they think that's gonna work <laughs> like that would be very bad for them no No.
0: yeah i think that i always hear that brought up but it's like it seems Uh like a lot more so they're better off just going full on like we just need our television companies to pay us for production and then we you know move on making more money than we've ever made before just because that's the way to get money is from these giant companies
1: well that's that classic vince thing too and i mean you know and i've heard bruce talk about it as well like well if we're gonna do something we're gonna get paid to do it because i was just watching uh osw Mm-hmm. And they brought up the Baywatch, like around that time that the WCW made the Baywatch episode, and that was offered to Vince. But you know what Vince wanted? Vince wanted Baywatch to pay them to be on Baywatch. Oh, okay. And Baywatch is like, are you fucking kidding? Like, we're the most <laughs> popular show in the world. Like, we're not going to pay <laughs> you. Like, this is like, we're paying you an exposure. And of course, Vince was like, no, nope, not going to do it then. So WCW did it. But gotcha. I didn't realize that. Doesn't surprise me that you know. No, no, we're, you're going to pay us to be on your TV. It's like no, mm-hmm. that's, just ask the local TV stations how that fight's going in recent <laughs> years when it comes these cable networks being like, "Excuse me, you want us to pay you? No, yeah, no, no, those those days are over. Like we yeah. can just cut you out altogether."
0: And I'm sure that they, you know, would like to continue at the rate that they're at right now as far as AEW goes, because it's not like, AE- I don't know that necessarily, you know, trying to start a company where they're at, it's not like where New Japan has that library that like, they can because right. it's like, I feel like, you know, a streaming service where I could just pay, you know, a little bit every month, and then you know that you have whatever pay-per-view they produce, mm-hmm. that's always nice, but I just don't know if AEW's in a position to be able to do that.
1: No, I mean, I don't, I don't think they are. And they still have partners that they're trying to keep satisfied as well financially. Yeah. Wouldn't like that. And, uh, you know, they could go the impact route, though, and just start buying libraries of independent companies.
0: And yeah. Do it. Yeah.
1: That hasn't exactly gone great for them, but, you know.
0: <laughs> Definitely.
1: It is available that way.
0: All right. So uh, as far as current wrestling, then what do you want to talk about then?
1: Um, well, well, um, I guess we could talk about the ongoing never ending story of Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Yes. My God. And not just like never ending, but the same shit every week. (laughs) One of them comes out, calls the other one out. Usually they answer. We brawl. We do something like, you know, the the fighting backstage. Like they just. They've really tried to promote this, you know, blood feud between these two. They just want to kill each other. But it's just like, we can't do that for four months. Well, and also the the last, like, four
0: programs Randy's been in have been those. Like, that's all he does anymore. Like, I don't understand how the title even got involved in this (laughs) feud. Like, he's generally just the guy that upsets people. And then they have, you know, like you said, blood feuds.
1: And now they're kind of, like, angling the fiend into things in a... I mean, it's kind of cool, but it's okay. also complicating it more than anything. Um, he, he, you know, made a challenge for anyone to come out, and Alexa Bliss came to the ring, and she smiled at Randy, and he, you know, said, "Where is he?" Yeah. And then she had the gloves that read "Play and Pain," and then she said, "He's here." Fiend music plays, but Drew McIntyre came out. It was, <laughs> I don't know who's tricking who or how that worked, but he hit a claymore. And uh, McIntyre then also stopped the Miz from cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase, which was frustrating.
0: Goodness. I didn't realize how messy they had gotten with all that. Like,
1: But the but the Fiend stuff, you know, and then they've had the whole, like, I think it was maybe the week before when Randy was, like, backing up from the ring and the Fiend appeared behind him and all this. And they've kind of already hinted at the whole, like, you know, he burnt down the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. don't forget, like, Reggie, you know, he's already said, like, the Fiend, you know, he doesn't forget. So they're... <clears throat> already leaning kind of towards that angle again. Um, whatever that ends up meaning. But it's yeah. just like, so, so what, is he going to fight the fiend? You know, and then this week, I think a uh, moment of bliss is going to have Drew McIntyre on. So I'm sure much of the same will happen because now Alexa bliss thing is she just stares at you with starry eyes and giggles and then the fiend comes out. So I, I I'm like, why is she still hosting a moment of bliss? This is like the second or third one. She's done. Since she's been possessed by the fiend and like they don't really work anymore. Like it's not,
0: <laughs> they just I don't keep know. Going. No, it's, um, <sighs> the thing with that is weird because from what I'm understanding, at least from looking at like chat online, I saw that around that time on, on Monday was that apparently like Vince is just in the idea that like the fiends, the good guy in this now, like that's just the, the fiend is the one that the fans are going to cheer. So he's the good guy for this story.
1: I guess I, I think that's probably also probably what <clears throat> the Bliss Association is probably a part of as well as yeah. like kind of to make it more faces, make more face like. I, I don't know. I guess God knows you can't wor- worry about what Vince is thinking at any moment. I don't know if you saw he's lost interest in Otis and Tucker, like just what already? He's just like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Tucker Tucker lost a squash match on Rod or Ricochet. Oh, my gosh. And Otis lost to Seth Rollins in a qualifying match, but like he's just eh. Like that's pretty much what, what the rumor is, is that Vince has just kind of had a Yeah.
0: Well, we got got the briefcase off of him, so we don't have to worry about that anymore. Eh, that's, throw him away.
1: that's done. That's done. It's like Peyton Royce, who, yeah, oh yeah, that that girl. I'll oh, put her in a tag team. Uh, Vince, we we just broke her tag team up. I don't care. Put her in a tag team.
0: There's just, on on top of it being a bad thing to just have everything go through one person when you have multiple shows, like, mm-hmm. there's just so many people now, like, there's the rosters oh, yeah. have gotten so big that it's just like, it's I'm, it's impossible for this one guy to do all this, even if he was really good at it, it'd be impossible right. for him to do all this, and it's like, it turns out that he's also aging and becoming less good at it, so this, this right. is an issue.
1: <clears throat> there is that. Uh, we had a guitar and a pole match, because why not? Jeff Hardy beat Elias. And I couldn't care less about any of that. Just no, no interest in Elias and Jeff Hardy, whatever. Uh, Vince is just paying him whatever he has to pay him to keep him from going and joining his brother at this point. (laughs) Seems like, yeah. Uh, uh, Partners at the Survivor Series, but they fought it on raw. Shayna and I defended their women's tag team titles against Dana, Brooke, and Mandy Rose. Lana was involved she ended up being put through a table later in the night after Nia Jax beat her. I don't know what any of this, like why they keep doing this.
0: What are they doing with Mandy Rose, man? They seem like there was so much promise behind what they wanted to do with her and...
1: I think they like this tag team with her and Dana. Like, it seems like it's kind of a thing, but okay. yeah, no, it's it's not great. No. I don't know. It's not, it's not good.
0: <laughs> She's um, just tainted because she got some Tucker on her, so...
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because that's something too. So, like, she just, her notice just broke up. Like, that just went from she was upset about being moved to, yeah, how we just don't speak about it. So, yeah, it's typical great stuff there. Um, truth and got beat by Lashley, whatever. He's like, kind of, you he's like, again, hurt business. I feel like they're trying to make baby faces, but now they're doing this thing where they're like tormenting the truth. It's like, well, are these the good guys or aren't they the good guys? Whatever. Oh uh, great segment with AJ Styles, where he came out and claimed that he's the captain of the Raw team at Survivor Series, and uh, he introduces teammates like in a very like yeah motivational kind of come on guys. And no one was having it. Keith Lee and Sheamus both came out and were like, you know, the typical, we didn't, who said you were the captain? Like, we're you're not, we're not listening to you. Um, and then Braun Strowman came out, and I lost interest immediately in what was on the screen. <laughs> Um, he wanted to be. He wants to be on the team, and he doesn't want to have to be in a qualifying match. And uh, they're like, "No, you you have to qualify. Like, why would yeah. you not have to qualify? Like, it, there's just <laughs> one of those segments. It's like, why, why are you so stupid, Braun Strowman? Like, he's that's just always this thing about I yeah. I want to do this. You know, I don't care. It's like, why is this a character that anybody's gonna like? Like, and now he wears he dresses like do you see those infomercials for the guy that's selling like the super duper sunglasses that really you know take the glare off of your screen or he's always selling like special flashlights that light up your entire yard <laughs> about, like, and i i, I mentioned such... this because he's always he's always credited as being like a former military guy and he's uh, always in yeah. like on like a green screen wearing these like generic tan t-shirt and like green camo pants
0: <laughs> i don't think i've seen these infomercials
1: and that's and that's what Braun strowman dresses like now he dresses like oh, the gosh maybe former military guy that's always selling like knives flashlights and <laughs> the sunglasses guy, the guy
0: that's legally not allowed to use his military gear on right. advertising <laughs> exactly
1: yeah. exactly oh. uh these obviously, of the military so you know these sunglasses work but yeah that's how Ron when Stroman you first
0: mentioned now. that i thought you were talking about the uh <laughs> the like the nighttime sunglasses that they've got that like you can buy at walmart now like just past the checkout aisle all the time yeah. where it's like C and HD. it's like that's the way life is guys like this is ridiculous i know
1: I'm not sure if he does those, but it's very similar to those. Okay. Um, So, yeah, we're going to have a... So, a triple threat was made between Braun, Seamus, and Keith Lee. Braun won. So, he's on Team Raw. So, it was all pointless. (laughs) (laughs) None of it, Matt. Well, okay. Yeah. Nikki Cross confronted Alexa Bliss backstage, and Alexa turned around and had creepy contacts in, and... Ooh. And then Nikki just would have, like, left.
0: So, Nikki was drafted to Raw, like, she remained over there. I just figured that they were going to split that pair up,
1: but... No, that was another one of those like, no, no, we're not going to split this team up. We're going to move both of you to the same show <laughs> and then act like you're, you know, you're, we're just going to drop your angle. So great. But yeah. Nikki can't get through to Alexa. No one knows what's wrong with her. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much raw. Um, you know, more Survivor Series crap. Same thing pretty much on SmackDown. Um, we did open with a women's title match between Sasha and Bailey. Yeah god help us that this is it i think it might be
0: <laughs> i mean uh, it's the last like obvious dangling storyline that they needed to like do something about like the fact that every time that she's won the title she had lost they needed to bring that up true and it's a good true. thing that they did but <laughs> right but it was one of those things where like you, you know like we had talked about weeks ago you know after the hell in a right. cell is like Oh, we finally got a satisfying like close and right. like, and eh, here's here's a little bit more
1: The other problem though is like especially with this company as soon as they bring something up you know they're going to, like, fix it. You know, as soon as, like, the New Day starts talking about, like, the record days of tag team, you know,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: they're going to pass it. As soon as they brought up that Sasha couldn't defend (laughs) her championship, like, she was definitely going to defend the championship. That's true. Uh, But whatever. These two had a match. After the match, Carmella attacked Sasha. And then you're immediately reminded why Sasha fights Bailey. 364 (laughs) days out of the year because our next step down the ladder is oh carmella oh man let's get back to bailey in like six weeks what do you say
0: like it's just so crazy to me though because we watch week after week these you know this company put on better women's matches than almost anywhere else and then they they can't find anyone to keep at the top of the card though it's like what what is going on here
1: well we've talked about it before you know it's like they have a very strong focus on the four horse women, like yeah. and keeping them strong at all times. But then it's, you know, I mean, I can't complain about how Asuka is being treated right now, but she's on Raw, so that doesn't help. But you know, then they take a Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, and they pair them together and they make them a tag team instead yeah. of like deal with this stupid letting, division you know, when they both they both should be pushed as powerhouse singles stars in the women's division and stuff. So yeah, they they kind of do this to themselves to some degree. I mean, Lana is winning number one contenders matches and getting title shots when you know goodness. There's, any number sorry ember moon we couldn't figure anything to do with you up on the main roster but lana you win a title (laughs) match congratulations yeah
0: i wonder what's you know what's in common with these people that keep getting storylines the Uh, lana's the carmelas the dana brooks the uh yeah
1: is is it the charlotte mold that you have to fall into nowadays it seems like the i guess but it's just so crazy because
0: it's not even that though like charlotte is you know such an insane talent as far as their individual level that it's like, I right. feel like it's Vince being like, oh, if we could just get back to that Trish Stratus days, that's what we
1: need. <laughs> right, but you we don't need six Trish Stratuses, Vince. Like, why do we have to, you know... Yes. <laughs> I don't know why they all have to look like that. Um, I was a little disappointed on SmackDown this week. There was no follow-up from Daniel Bryan on the Jey Uso thing. That kind of bugged that's me. I don't know why.
0: Weird. Yeah, if I thought was, for sure there would be a follow-up there.
1: If he, I don't know if he was just off, but Kevin Owens was there instead this week to kind of... Play the role backstage he insults jay and wonders why paul Heyman isn't the one that has to get roman roman's coffee you know joking about jay like being roman's like slave now and jay of course is not f- doesn't think any of that's funny and uh <laughs> wasn't happy with kevin owens so they're gonna fight later um so then did like an interview and <clears throat> he paul Heyman confronted him and told him that you know in the future he would need to go through roman reigns and ask permission before doing any kind of backstage interview segments with anybody. Okay. And then he was like, well, can I go talk to him? Paul's like, oh, no, no. It'd probably be best if you didn't go in there right now. I'll go <laughs> talk to him. And I'll get back to you later. <laughs> so, yeah, this this all continues. Um, you can probably guess what happened in the Kevin Owens match. Jay if Uso beat him.
0: If it wasn't for the fact that Vince McMahon and his wife are so embedded with the whole, like, Trump stuff, I could to- right. like you could do a really funny, like, interesting storyline that, like, links to the parallels of, like, Trump and Dr. Fauci with, like, going in front of the public and stuff like that, with, <laughs> right. like, him right. being no, the, the tribal chief. But it's like, he so won't that- ever do anything like that.
1: No, that's not the way the joke would go there. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> he would make fun of the other side of things. His wife, of course, has already been tweeting about, you know, hoping that this all works out for our president so yeah you get that going for us um but Jey Uso beat kevin owens you know dirty handedly and uh you know kind of beat him up afterwards did a similar thing like he did with daniel bryan and then roman came out and raised his hand and seemed like you know that was all good so there you go Jey uso is
0: as much as you know i don't like watching daniel bryan and and kevin owens lose matches or whatever i do like that they're at least putting people with like, that cachet, that skill behind them that the f- crowd knows they're a good wrestler and a good mm-hmm. fighter, and they're l- using them to build this Jay thing. And I kind of like that, that they're committing to it at least that much, because everything else, they always do these, like, you know, half-commit things, like we've always talked about, where it's like, yeah. well, we might do this, we might not. Let's let's yeah. throw some random person in there instead. Let's let's get Dolph Ziggler out of the mothballs.
1: Well, you're not wrong about that. Except I'm still just... I I'm, I still don't care about Jey Uso like i'm not (laughs) yeah i'm just not like all right this is the beginning of a bright future for jay because it's not unfortunately that's the other thing it's like this isn't gonna lead to anything he's just a part of roman's crew now and he'll probably end up reuniting with his brother and he'll probably end up winning the tag team titles or something (laughs) like that you know like yeah maybe so i'm not sure you know i don't know roman's reign continues though um King Corbin beat Rey Mysterio in a Survivor Series qualifier because this company just loves to troll you all with King Corbin. Yeah. Um, Ruby Riot qualified for the Survivor Series, winning a triple threat match over Italian's Zelina Vega. So that was kind of good. And Rock, my question yeah. is how
0: many more chances will Italian's and Lena Vega get to be in the Survivor Series? They're,
1: they'll yeah. probably have to be on the team. Like you, know, <laughs> when, you when you look at the SmackDown <laughs> roster, it's That's- like. That's what I was sitting there. I was like, um, okay. If they can't be on the team, who is, (laughs) you know, like I guess Lacey Evans is still out there somewhere. I can't remember. As soon
0: as you said triple threat, I'm like, well, Jesus, they're going to have too many losers. now." (laughs) Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Hopefully those they're allowed to try again. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Um, and then Rollins beat Otis to qualify for team Smackdown. Um, but the real story there was all the Murphy stuff. It's getting real murky now. Uh, he, like, helped Seth beat Otis and then, like, told Rollins he's his descendant again. But then, like, as soon as Seth walked away, it's like, we're still on TV, guys. Like, Ray's daughter runs up, and I'm sorry, I, I still haven't taken the time to learn her name. I think it's, like, Aaliyah or something like Aaliyah. that. Aaliyah,
0: yeah, I think it is Aaliyah.
1: Okay. Um, she's like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Because earlier in the night, there'd been another Ray Mysterio family segment where, like, she was defending Murphy and Then he did and Murphy just did the whole you have to trust me. Like I I know what I'm doing. So it's like you think Seth's not gonna like see this and realize that like you're just trying to get back in good with him because you're probably gonna like screw him over somehow? Like Yeah. That kind of stuff just is the (laughs) the level of disrespect for our intelligence when they do things like I
0: don't understand why they can't just Like, cause in the past we would have these things with like back dealings with like, you know, are they, aren't they together? Are they, aren't they working together? that sort of a thing, but you didn't have to show it all the time. You just had the announcers say, you know, well, I saw them together earlier. Maybe they're working together or something like that. And then you, you know, kind of tell afterwards after it's revealed that they've made the turn or that they haven't made the turn. Then you reveal what's going on. But yeah, instead we're just watching it all the way through and pretending like the rest of the wrestlers don't watch the show unless it's important for the storyline. Then we'll make sure to show them
1: watching the show. I would say, yeah, because sometimes we do have it be known that they saw something on the show and that they know, you know, so good God. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, One funny bit on SmackDown, and it's a little bit, there's also an unfortunate side to this. Now, There's a report this week that Creative had nothing for Big E this week on SmackDown. They just don't have anything anything for him.
0: What, three weeks away from breaking up this group and you don't have an idea of where they're going Mm. with this?
1: Yep. No. Oh instead, goodness. he was involved in. I was going to bring this up because it was hilarious, and I love Billy Kay. Um, there was a street Profits segment where they were talking about their match of the new day at Survivor Series, and that's when Biggie walked up in the Texas Chainsaw. Oh, okay. Sweater. He walked up and did a. They were, did a. He did a very sarcastic, like, you know, you guys probably just shouldn't even show up because Woods and <laughs> Kofi are gonna. And then they would like laugh, exaggerate, laugh. And then like the street prophets would say something that kind of mean about the new day. And they'd all laugh like they were having a big, you know, like it was all in good fun or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then like, I don't know where Billy Kay comes in, just laughing hysterically, like along with them, like she's a part of it. And then her big new thing is like, hey guys, uh, if you want any dirt on the girls from Raw, I was just a member of the Raw roster. And now on SmackDown, <laughs> and the street prophets are just looking at it and they're like, Really, they're like we were on Raw with you at the same time. Like, <laughs> we don't, you know, so it was just Ugh. a funny segment. But that was all they had. That's all they could come up with for Biggie was uh again still tying him. To I mean, Woods and Xavier.
0: That, that's a good thing, I think, in my opinion. I like that. That's not like a broken up group, but it's just that yeah. they're you know they're on at different places right now, sort of a thing. Yeah, but. At the same time, like he should have something that's taking up his time. This should have been something that you know he was getting ready for right. for a match, or he was getting ready. for right. And they asked him, and he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. you know." Then yeah. you can establish that connection without making it. That's the only purpose we have for Biggie this week.
1: Well, it's like he was in a feud with Sheamus, and then they just moved Sheamus to another show, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I guess we didn't really have like a backup plan for a singles." Awesome. You Is know.
0: Cesaro on SmackDown? Can we get him on?
1: <laughs> oh, it probably will be Cesaro's job at some point, but yeah. Um, not un- good news hopefully it, you know it'll, it'll turn around but we, we had to have two mysterio family segments though, on, this week on smackdown so we of course apparently that's,
0: that's i don't know like i don't think that like i've not been a huge fan of the mysterio segments anytime i've actually watched them mm-hmm. play out it's always fun right. like listening to the ridiculousness of everything with like and hearing different people review it and stuff but what who who is giving them positive reinforcement so much with this family thing that like The WWE is like balls deep on this story. They want this one so badly.
1: I mean, I think there's a part of it because I saw in like almost all news in the world. I think Meltzer or somebody had been talking about this, but there was some pressure from Fox about wanting angles like that. Like they want more. Like
0: they saw what was all going on in Raw and they're like, we want that sort of a thing.
1: I don't know who exactly, but I think like there's an interest from the Fox network for the more storyline based feuds. And if you look at the draft, they did just they moved all their major like <laughs> <Stories>. storyline. <laughs> Bailey and Sasha is on SmackDown, yeah. Roman Reigns stuff's on SmackDown, and then they moved the Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio stuff to Smackdown. So
0: That makes sense.
1: All the major like drama, soap opera stuff is on SmackDown now. And yeah. I I don't so I don't know so much that they're getting positive reinforcement from anybody other than maybe the network. Where yeah. they're just like, eh, it's something. We don't really have anything to replace it with right now. So, <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah, I just don't. And it, and, and it seems like Raw is the place where they're just going to do their wacky stuff. So I think maybe that's why they moved the Fiend to Raw.
0: If you would talk to, like, anytime that you'd hear Vince McMahon or Triple H or Stephanie McMahon, any of these people talk in any sort of interviews and everything, they're they're so over the top about how it's got to be a variety show. You have to have a balance of all these things. And now here we are. We've got one Fox executive's like, I like drama better, and they're like, okay, let's let's make these completely separate shows, and they're completely different, and they're weird, and <sighs> uh,
1: yeah, because yeah, so I, who knows? They seem to still love it though, and they're <laughs> never going to leave it. Speaking of, I just because I love, I just dislike Stephanie so much. What culture I think or cultaholic, one or the other had some list of like you know moments someone broke character and I had forgotten about this all together and it is amazing so like around the time the authority was feuding with like the Rhodes brothers like Cody and Goldust and they were tag teaming and Mm -hmm. Dusty got involved there's a segment on uh, Raw where Dusty and Triple H are like face to face and like Dusty's cutting a promo on him and it's pretty intense stuff and like Stephanie is like standing there like camera side Mm -hmm. and Dusty just takes his fucking hand and pie faces stephanie (laughs) like as if get the fuck out of the shot like this is me and dude the look on her face like she is not the tv character stephanie (laughs) he is like doing the literal like kind of looking at hunter like are you gonna do something about (laughs) like she just goes into like full angry wife mode like oh man and listen was it a little disrespectful yeah probably But I know what Dusty's... Dusty's thinking, this is between me and Hunter. Get the fuck out of... You know, like, you're just butting in. You know She was just butting in at that point. But, oh, man, it was so glorious watching (laughs) how angry she got after he put his hand in her face like that. Oh, that's great. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'm sure the clip itself is probably just floating around out there. Um, NXT follows up Halloween Havoc with, like usual, hey, here's all the fairly... Decently built storylines that we didn't put on the big show. So we're going to conclude them the following week, <laughs> um, which results in usually f- good shows. Uh, which the big one was Dakota Kai beating Ember Moon in a really good opener. Mm. I really hate the Ember Moon character change. Like, I don't know what she's doing now. She's like, tough girl. Like, I don't, you know, like, mama's going to get the belt in her promos talk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then she's also speaking to her like s- wool- wolf fur thing that she wears on her shoulder. So I'm like, are you still like a mystical yeah wolf lady thing, or are you like Mama's gonna get the belt? Like she's also been talking in her promos in her <laughs> fake fake tough voice that I'm just not a big fan of. So
0: uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that character because it, it was yeah. it was always like. You know, as they had the rise, there was all the confusion of people being like, is the wolf thing part of this the character or not? And then like right. then they seem to double down on it when she returned, and then now she's already you know, like doing this stuff. Right. It's weird.
1: I don't know. I think I'm sure she's trying to find something, is what it feels like. Like she's yeah. trying to settle on I don't know, a new direction of sorts. But I was just happy for Dakota Kai, because she typically she keeps almost like making it to a certain point, and then she ends up just losing to somebody, so yeah, good for her. Uh Kushida beat Cameron Grimes in a really good match. Cameron cut a really funny pre-match interview where he's, of course, still, you know, twitching, you know, kind of looking over his shoulder. He's worried about where Dexter is, and he disputes the match itself. He's like, I don't think I could have lost a match. He's like, there was a zombie as a referee. <laughs> like, how could that be a match? Like, he's just not... Nice. <laughs> Not happy about any of that, so. uh, But he lost to Kushida, but you know, good stuff there. Uh, The Killian Dane and Drake Maverick stuff continues to be amazing. Uh, Just now, they're almost kind of now he's coming out to the silly music that Dane hated originally, and Mm -hmm. Wade Barrett also puts it over very well on commentary every week about how stupid Drake Maverick is, and (laughs) you know, so it's it's good stuff. But they were only in a match for Pat McAfee and friends to attack, and then Pat. Got kind of a promo because god knows they love to let was Pat it as long just,
0: as last week's on on halloween havoc what's that so was it as long as last week's on halloween havoc or
1: uh, if not longer probably dude just like you said he's the bond villain he over explains th- he's like yeah. wants to make sure that you understand every bit of like why something's happening and it's mm-hmm. like who is telling him that this is okay or that anybody <laughs> wants to hear all this
0: I mean, maybe so. that's their angle they're shooting for to try to make him a heel. They're like, we're gonna we're gonna go meddle with this one, and and we'll just make the fans that are watching the show dislike watching the show.
1: Yeah, there you go. That, that was that's, that's a great idea. Um, a really uh pretty fun match, Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart. So it was good to see Tony Storm on NXT, but this was all for naught, as it was just a uh, vehicle to get us to Candice Le appearing on the big screen in her big pickup truck. And then she ran over and destroyed the tank of Shotzi Blackheart. So
0: who was listed to this again? Sorry.
1: Candice LeRae.
0: Candice LeRae. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, I like that. That's the the direction they're going with those two. I mean, that's a fun, a feud that I could get into.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So no winner there. Um, Backstage Zia Lee is still like, I'm done with it. Like, explain what the hell this shit is. Cause I don't care. She's again, <laughs> I need to fight. Yeah. I need, I need to fight Raquel Gonzalez next week. And it's like, Regal's like, okay. Like, I guess, but, but that's <laughs> how I am about it too. I'm like, what is this? Like, what is the point of this? Like, it's, she's not interesting enough for me to just kind of keep hanging on this like rope. Like I need to, you know, can we can, have they given any indication
0: that Regal understands what it is or why? Why isn't he asking these questions?
1: I, I don't think he's really understood. Like, cause like, also, I also, there see was it no, was... sorry, go ahead. There was no boa this week. The guy, oh. the, you know, the, yeah. he wasn't involved in it. It was just her with a note. So, cause I felt like the time before Regal did kind of question him and, or, and there like wasn't a response or something. But yeah. yeah, it's just like this thing that, and no one asks her either. Sarah Schreiber is just like nods as DLE is like <laughs> saying this stuff to her and then doesn't follow up with, you know, why are you doing this? Or yeah. who's sending you these? Le- no, 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 there's no time. That's for what that. I feel
0: like, you know, if you had Regal say, you know, what's going on here? Why, why do you keep coming to me asking for these things? And then they close the exactly. door and it's like an HR situation. Well, yeah, can't, that would
1: be something. That
0: would be right. one thing, but it's like, I don't understand where this authority figure <laughs> wouldn't be asking more questions and just be like, oh. all right, I guess I'll give you the match. Okay.
1: <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Um And then it's just at this point with the Velveteen dream, it's this this weird, like he's a main eventer, but it also feels like they're doing everything they can to kind of like keep him kind of off the show at the same time. Like it's, it's, So it's this hmm. weird place they're at with him because he's in this angle with Tommaso Ciampa that would be a huge deal, but it feels like they don't promote it anywhere <laughs> other than they just let them have the main event match. But they huh. don't really build it with promos a whole lot. Ciampa talks, but... Not, you know, and a dream just kind of shows up looking disheveled, as yeah. he has also for the last few months, which I don't understand that look. Mm-hmm. Um, and then oversells and screams now, which is also annoying. Like he's Kelly Kelly or something. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's just weird. It's like, if, look, if you're done with him, then cut ties with him. Yeah. Because it just feels like anybody you're putting him in an angle with right now, you're just putting them both in like this weird purgatory where no one talks about it. It seems like they barely care to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just this weird, this weird thing. It was also like, what was wrong with Tommaso Ciampa and Kushida's feud? Like that just kind of did ended.
0: That not that get a cl- and, did that not get a like a close at
1: all? <laughs> I mean, Kushida won. Kushida won the triple threat match that also had Ciampa and Dream in it. Oh, okay. But, so yeah, I don't know. Tommaso beat him, and you know, it kind of is what it is. I don't don't necessarily understand it just kind of seems like they don't want to deal with the dream but they're also still but putting every, yeah him. and any
0: chance that they get they make sure to publicly like support him and talk about that. this right is, you know it's not it's a non-issue or whatever and
1: like so yeah i don't know because he, he's not being pushed in any way you know what i mean like yeah
0: that's yeah that's just, what i don't understand yeah it's like i thought for sure he was going up in the draft or something with the way they'd, they'd been dealing with him the last month or so but mm-hmm. then that just wasn't a thing
1: no no it wasn't at all actually so who knows not me that's for sure Um, yeah and then you know we talked about full gear I mean everything pretty much happened on Dynamite was feeding into that other than we got and we talked about a little bit already but we got to actually see Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero on Dynamite promoting their title match for the Mm. first time in the build up to the show so that was good and uh (laughs) And uh, yeah, Darby Allen's sits in the crowd now and just stares at Cody in a almost sting kind of way, which I like. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of been a, a new development there. Um, and I liked on Dynamite the uh, you know the the Hangman Page making the save on for the Bucks, and then you know kind of Omega oh, being, okay. o- Omega coming out after the save had been made, but them fist bumping and like leaving on somewhat good terms so okay now it was kind of yeah ftr was beating him up and page made the save and then omega came out as well so
0: well that adds some some good color to the way that the uh the events took place on on power on uh on the main show okay on yeah
1: they also both did really good sit-down interviews um shivani interviewed omega and jr interviewed page and the page one was really good where he was he was like oh yeah and i'm gonna kick his ass and I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about this at all. And Jr. literally is like, I think you're full of shit. He's yeah. like, he's like, I think you're drinking more. And I think you're trying to cover up for how you, re-. and then Paige just totally goes into, well, yeah, he's like, you're right. I'm, I'm actually pretty nervous. Oh my gosh. So, uh, talked about, you know, what this match meant to him and how, you know, he hasn't had a whiff of the title since this and how I was going to be the, so it, it was, it was good stuff. Shivani did not have the same success <laughs> in trying to crack Omega. Cause it was a, it was kind of a similar interview where shivati did kind of the sim- same thing a little bit where he's like come on like what what are you talking about like you know yeah he, oh, he's a he's a hell of an athlete And Omega was pretty dismissive about it so
0: huh yeah, yeah. i wish Now i wish i would have watched that because that was that's good stuff leading up to that i mean it, it was still a great match and they you know the, the program mm-hmm. continued but i wish i would have seen that beforehand
1: yeah well and they also had really good um <laughs> hype videos for the title match between kingston and amber or Ambrose. And Moxley. <laughs> and then also the FTR Young Bucks match, where it was just one of those like, you know, interviews, you know, why this team has the advantage. Who do you think's gonna win? People giving kind of their analysis oh, nice. and like uh, there was two of those that were both really well done that I liked that kind of helped pump things up. Oh yeah. So it was a, but I did I thought it was you know, as far as a go home show goes, it was really great stuff. Taz foreshadowing, I think a little bit. He came out and bitched about you know, Cage not being on the pay per view and Starks not being in the mm-hmm. top five and calling Tony Khan out by a name and um, you know, it's, it's good stuff there. Nice. Jericho is also on commentary for the whole show. So Oh dang. That always helps.
0: Yeah, that that's always an entertaining night. <laughs> that
1: that always helps. I feel like I keep almost stalling because I thought I wanted to complain about Miro in some way. <laughs> it's not it's not coming to me exactly what I think I was the reason really trying to think about, but um his match with trent was pretty good was it Yep. Good. and he insulted trent's mom and then you know it all broke down into a brawl so it looks like best friends are gonna kind of maybe start feuding with kip and miro
0: okay i mean i'm all right with that those are two teams that it doesn't seem like they've got many ideas for other than just trying to continue to develop the characters
1: you know and we got to see team nightmare for the first time as cody teamed up with the gun club yeah to fight three random dark order members yeah, I'm interested.
0: I'm really interested where this, the team nightmare thing is going because they were so on the nose about it on full gear. Um, okay. we'll talk about more, more there. Right. Um, yeah, cause they, they make sure to mention it on, on the announced team being like, what is going on with all this? Like, why, why have right. all of a sudden he's got like, you know, a room full of people with him? <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, if you want to know how interested the world or at least the country was in our election results this week, neither Dynamite or NXT charted. In the top fifty on Wednesday. Oh, damn! Really? The entire top fifty was cable news.
0: Holy cow! Like I knew that it was big, but I didn't realize that that was it was that actively, like consistently, constant throughout the week.
1: Yeah, they they actually that, that initially I saw that and I was like ooh, but actually once then the numbers did. I think they were like they were both still within the top hundred. Okay. I think it was like AEW had was somewhere in like the seven hundreds. I think NXT had like six hundred and something. So it was. They weren't actually huge drop-offs in their numbers, Yeah, but that just shows you how much more people, how many more people mm-hmm. were watching, you know, results coverage. So Well, and Wednesday was thought also that, a big day, too,
0: because wasn't that the, that was the Michigan day, right? When oh, they yeah, I mean, called? yeah, Wednesday was, yeah.
1: well, yeah, because that was the next day, so that was when things really broke, mm-hmm. things were going to break one way or the other. You Definitely. Know, so.
0: I'm glad that I wasn't the only person in the world that was spending <laughs> my time doing that instead of watching other things. Um, speaking of, yeah. before we go on, I want to make sure I mention the Power Struggle show because we had talked oh, about yeah. how interested we were in some of those results. Um, yeah. So I watched it today. It was just one mm-hmm. of those things where I had some extra time and I was like, you know, I'm going to watch this this uh, Power Struggle show. Uh, the first match with the uh, exposed turnbuckles. Had you heard about the how that had gotten assigned? So, with the King of Pro Wrestling thing, the whole deal is that the, normally the challenger's supposed to name something, but apparently Yano has turned it on its head where now he gets to name whatever the random like thing is. Cause when it was first announced, people were like, oh man, they're gonna start doing cage match and stuff. It's like, no, they're just gonna do weird things like this where yeah. he just made it where it's a no turnbuckles match, no pads on the turnbuckles. Um and so the match like got underway and and Yano is immediately like he's already regretting it. Like before the refs can even pull the turnbuckles off, he's like, Can we just not have let's just let's just do a regular match. Let's just do a regular match. And it was very entertaining. And it was only like twelve minutes, but it was a good match. Uh Yano ends up getting the win over Zack Saber Jr., so he's still the king of pro wrestling.
1: Wow. How about that?
0: Yeah. I was kind of surprised. I mean, i w I didn't expect Zach to win once I heard that it was for the the King of Pro Wrestling lineage or whatever I was like oh, okay Zach's gonna lose this one <laughs> but still right. always interesting whenever he Although, takes a
1: loss I do like the idea of a King Zach Sabre Jr. Oh I didn't think about just adding the
0: name King yeah using it like King of the Ring and making it like that that'd be that'd be down <laughs> for that but you've also <laughs> have the other British guy doing the Empire now so that's true that's um, a good point the never open weight title match Shingo got the win over Minoru Suzuki in a great match those two. Wow. I mean, going into it, we knew it was going to be good. They had a great G1 match, obviously, and Mm -hmm. I thought it was really good here. Very physical. And, you know, I kind of expected Shingo to get the win here just because it makes more sense for him to hold that title right now than Suzuki at this point in my head just because of his age.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. And, yeah, Shingo, you know, I I think needs to be continuing to rise up the ranks, you know, so.
0: Yep. Definitely. Um, Okada versus Great Okan. That was interesting. Mm. <laughs> i thought okan did fine but it was just like the mo- the whole thing was mainly about will osprey osprey's out there in like a suit he's got these glasses on uh, he's got a monocle with him that he's not wearing that rocky romero is just like dogging him the entire time about this monocle um mm-hmm. but the whole idea being that you know he's kind of put great okan between himself and okada and he's not allowing okada that you know to come after him right away um gotcha And afterwards, he got on the mic because Okada won with the money clip, which made me laugh. But um, Will Ospreay (laughs) got on the microphone and just kind of talked about how, you know, Okada, you passed my test. He said, I used you, I used you to get to where I am, and he showed off his suit, and he's like, I don't even care about this suit, because I know that as long as I don't have you, I can get more of them, and he's like, he's got this watch that he's showing off to the camera, saying it's $10,000 or whatever. Mm. He's like, it's the real deal, and then he just throws it up the entrance ramp, but very clearly <sighs> up the entrance ramp and not into the crowd. <laughs> right. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's just that sort of thing. So he's he wants more than what he has been getting. He's like, I'm, you know... Obviously, I got a lot of things because of being in chaos, but I want more than you can give me, and so he's going after Okada now.
1: Okay. I mean, you know, that's uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tall order.
0: This was a very, like, not necessarily traditionally New Japan-style show. Like, that happening after a match is weird, like, out in mm-hmm. the ring. You know, it, it felt very much more of, like, a Gato sort of, you know, American-style wrestling show. Uh, with that because like that happens. And then uh, I'll talk about in the main event real quick. Uh, so the U S championship for not for the championship, for the right to challenge for the championship, mm-hmm. uh, Kenta got the win over Tanahashi. I happened to walk out of the room as the match ended. I didn't, I don't know how it actually ended, but um, yeah, it was, it was okay. It was, it was fine match. I thought right on Uh wrestle kingdom, right to challenge the, for the title, the world title. It was Jay white versus Kota Bushi. They had a hell of a match. It was only 18 minutes long. It was a good, you know, I, I enjoyed back and forth. I'm really loving, like I've talked about multiple times in the past few weeks. Jay White's been great lately, and this mm-hmm. was more of that. And then he got the surprise win when he rolled him up, like, backslide style, but then put his feet on the very top rope, and Asami ah. was, like, right next to him, facing away. So he it was a, one of the few times that I've been like, holy shit, like, the ref's positioning holds up. Like, it, I don't think he saw it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ah. Like, I thought well, they yeah. did a good job with it.
1: Or when it's, or it's just when it's done well, when that kind of thing's done well, you know, the ref, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the ref's job to make sure they're not in a position where it's obvious that they can see something. So.
0: Exactly. And I was, I was impressed with Marty's positioning and uh I thought it was great. It, it silenced the, cr- like the crowd went just like dead silent all of a sudden. Um, you know, the reaction between Jay White and Kota Ibushi, just Ibushi looking defeated, and Jay mm-hmm. White, like, grabbing the microphone, immediately rubbing it in his face. He's like, this is mine. This is me. You know, all this other shit. And he's yelling at him, and he's like, I've got this. You've got nothing. You have nothing. And then he just leaves. Um, it was great. I thought it was fantastic, and it was my favorite part of the show.
1: Yeah, no, and I saw, you know, there was a lot of uh, fallout. I mean, obviously, there was still the title match to get to, but, you know, yeah. a lot of the fallout, Press conference wise, afterwards, was oh. all pretty interesting as well with, you know, Jay White. Cause now, cause Naito, yes, you know, retained his match, retained over evil. Yeah. Afterwards, he was very adamant about how, you know, he doesn't care about who has the briefcase. He says, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's, he's going to fight the winner of the G1, and, you know, Kota made history by winning it back to back, and I'm gonna, you know. So I wonder if. I'm so hope- he's going to fight. He's going to defend the title on both nights. He's going to fight. Is that what he announced? He's at least said that's what he oh, okay. wants to do. I don't okay. know that they've accepted it. Because then I think even Jay said something about, like, you know, Dakota or something like, you know, fight whoever you want on October 4th or yeah. I mean, on January 5th. He 4th, said it to Naito. Naito. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, you can go
0: dig up a young boy if you want. He's like, you can have whatever match you want on the 4th. <laughs> but on the 5th, you're mine, sort of a thing.
1: Um, so I, well, I could see a scenario that has Kota Ibushi beating Naito for both titles on night one of Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. and then defending the belts against Jay White on night two. I could see that.
0: I, c- I could totally see that, yeah. You
1: know, and then whether or not he can overcome Jay White because then be-
0: Then you have even more of a, a high-stakes situation where, because Naito is in a group, and it's in a group that, as of lately, has had to come out and help each other a lot. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense for Jay White and his hooligans and his his nonsense nonsense with Gato to be mm-hmm. really getting much over on J- on Naito, whereas you just right. expect you know Hiromu to come out and take and, Gato away or something. But this yeah, way you you've and, got Kodobushi who's by himself. He's part of the New Japan mm-hmm. Army. He's a solo guy. <laughs> so right, I think that that's you a good would, idea. You,
1: you would have seen what happened. Were there any shenanigans with Evil and Jay White or anything? Yeah. So in the main event. Because Jay was also very vocal about like, kind of like saying evil is like a fake member of the Bullet Club, basically or something.
0: Oh, now I because of the way that it turned out in the head, I was expecting him to go more in the other direction and be more of a solidarity mm. sort of a situation because he comes oh, out. Okay. And <coughs> excuse me, he comes out and it looks like Jay White is going to uh hit Naito or er, Evil with the with his move. He's gonna, you know, mm-hmm. hit his move and then let Naito get the win, sort of a thing, and turn mm-hmm. on the other bullet club guy. But instead he sets him up, smiles at him, and then goes over and hits Naito with it to try to give him mm. the advantage. Then Kota Ibushi comes out, chases Jay White off, and it goes back to even sort of a thing. But Gotcha. I was just so surprised because that happened and then before that, because I told I sent you a text, I was like, I'm skipping this heavyweight title match I've right. already seen Nito Nido and Evil three times. I don't need to watch it anymore. But right. then, as I was like clicking through, I was like, "There's all these other people involved." At one point, like one—I think Hiromu or one of the Lij guys—came out and got rid of Dick Togo and walked them to the back because it turned into a one-on-one just before Jay White came out. Um, gotcha. So yeah, so the Jay White stuff—that's interesting. That he would then, you know, kind of maybe that'll end up being his program on night one. Is that he'll have to face Evil or something with the Bullet Club?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It just—I didn't catch all of it. but It just seemed like he was upset with maybe even gato too i don't know
0: oh okay i don't know but yeah i'm I'm very interested in where this is all going with with this i think that you know it's a little bit different than the usual new japan style but at the same time they've done it well enough that and the characters are, are strong enough that i'm i've been really into it
1: yeah absolutely so yeah exciting stuff as we uh get really close to wrestle kingdom actually not oh. that far away
0: and best of the super juniors they did like the whole like g1 like we're gonna tell you the ah. main event of every night sort of a thing and oh, they okay. did that for Best of the Super Juniors. And it was very clear that it's like, whew, you yeah. guys are really riding on Hiromu and Taiji Ishimori because it's like those two are in every single one of them. <laughs> it's like they're, that is it.
1: I, I mean, yeah, because, I mean, listen, there's a lot of people that are talented, but there's just not that many people that are interesting outside yeah. of those two, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah.
0: So they, yeah, they did, and then they also did like a big promo for the, the American side one. Oh. Nice. So I, I was just kind of surprised that I didn't see much mention of World Tag League. They just kind of focused on those two. The juniors thing, but
1: I mean, I, they're going to have, I'd imagine they're going to talk about it soon though. Cause it, you know, it'll, it'll be running at the same time. Oh yeah.
0: All right. So that's uh, that's power struggle. Let's look at the current wrestling. Anything else we need to add before we close current?
1: No, I don't think so. All right.
2: You know something, Hulk I don't mean to seem so irritable lately, but when I'm hanging, banging, getting ready for an event as prestigious as WrestleMania at Caesar's palace for the WWF titles, I don't like to hear idle chatter in the gym, brother. Even though this chatter's making me smile, the kind when they talk about the stock market already rumbling from New York to L.A. all the way to Tokyo and Paris, brother, that the money incorporated is going to bottom out and the Mega Maniac stock is going through the ceiling. It does make me squeeze off a few extra reps, drop a little bit of sweat on those good-looking ladies hanging around looking for the pump of the pythons, but Jimmy Hart's got a handle on the new stuff on the Mega Merchandise line. That's right! Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday...
0: Comes That's again. right, Hulk, you can listen Sunday, to the Golden Monday, Age of Tuesday, Grappling Wednesday, podcast any day Wednesday, of the week, Thursday, but if you're looking for new episodes, Friday, you can check Saturday, out our website, goldenagepodcast.com, or look for us Sunday, on Friday, iTunes. Tuesday, new episodes Wednesday, releasing
2: every... Go oh, no. shut up, you fat... Oh, ain't a little old. Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes again...